The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Good morning, everyone. Hello there. How are you? Allergies still permit me from... Don't don't keep me from screaming. A little bit better. It's a little better. uh, I'm back on the dog prednisone. I tried to uh, wean myself off the... The self-medication. The canine but, crack. Well, I'm back on the steroids. I, I had a terrible afternoon with the allergies yesterday, so I went right back onto the crack. I need so, a vet, apparently. Yeah, you need I, a vet. Ooh. You need to go to the vet, Brett. You need to go to the vet. <laughs> I got so much medicine laying around the house from dogs and stuff. It's people medicine. And, uh, you know, what are you going to do? So I self-diagnose. And I'm good at it. And it takes care of business. And it's, uh, it's got me through. Because today would have been really rough. Allergies are kicking everybody's ass right now. So there you go. Welcome to the big show. Hi, my name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Big Dick Toledo. We are the Morning Sickness, and we're ready to go for yet another glorious day here. An allergy-riddled, nightmarish fun. Yeah, I went home. I've been trying. I was going to go on a detox. I I started that yesterday. I'm like, I've been taking allergy medicine like crazy and all these things. I'm like, there's detox. I've got this little... Uh, the system that I've, I'm going to do and no food for a couple of days and detox with these drinks and everything else. And I got to yesterday from uh, 5 a.m. I started it and I was done with it at 1130 because I was like, I can't breathe. I need my pills right back onto the pills. So Give me I'll, the drugs. I'll do that again next week. But yeah, I feel much better. Drugs work. Drugs work great. You know, the ones that uh, now, now I'm nervous because, you know, everything I read, I just read another thing this morning. That uh, somebody, we need to do this like now. I, I saw the story this morning that fentanyl is now being laced with horse tranquilizer. And horse tranquilizer, which is not approved for human use. It's not like something. So I'm reading about the horse tranquilizer that's in fentanyl in some cases. And I'm like, somebody. And it's an attended, intended uh, lacing? Well, evidently the dealers are lacing it and it gives a better. I don't know what it does. That's what I have. I, somebody who. Yeah, tweakers it, call us. Call me. <laughs> Explain this to me. Sell me fentanyl. Sell me why. Why would I take this? Why in the world is this something you're like, okay, I'll risk it. Like, there's, it's the old uh, Eddie Murphy joke that eventually you're just going to stick your dick in and it's going to explode. Something's going to stop us from wanting to finally, you know, like AIDS didn't stop us from sex, but it slowed us down. They did those crack commercials back in the day, like you turn out and uh, this is a person that's been on crack. And it was all a little bit manufactured that it was immediate. It was a little reefer madness. Like yeah. reefer, they did it with weed, you know. And I think that's the problem. I think the constant media buzz of saying you try it once and this is what you turn into. Remember the old meth ads? Oh, yeah. It was like this was him, you know, Tuesday and here he is Friday and it's, you know, 60-pound weight loss. And I'm like, I actually work with a guy on meth. He's completely The only fine. one they don't touch, you notice? I, I mean, I haven't noticed 
growing up my entire life, uh, national campaigns running uh, how bad cocaine is for you. Yeah, it think, seems like it's great. Well, because most ad agencies are, uh, <laughs> are doing, ruled, they, they're ruled gonna, by cocaine that they have to. But, you know, I want to hear from somebody who's like, because it seems to me that the drug dealers are now trying to kill their clients. Pretty regularly, like it's like oh, the and but why enough. would you want to do that? I don't know, and that's that. Maybe they're so sick of the drugs, people. But you know, they're like they don't like druggies too. Yeah, this stuff's called Trank. It's a uh, this uh, emerging threat. It's uh, xylazine. It's uh, overdose deaths across the country are now uh, getting. They're they're doing it even more because your fentanyl that you're loving on so much is now mixed with xylazine, which is an animal tranquilizer. Uh, known to vets and uh, experts as Trank. And it's not approved for people. So let's say, and so I'm reading about Trank. You shoot Trank up, liquid form. If you do that, uh, it immediately causes like necrosis. It's because the human body can't take it. So that you're pretty much guaranteeing you're going to have wherever you shot up amputated after a couple of tries of Trank. So where is the Selling motivating part of going where? to Coachella and yes. uh, just losing my mind? Yeah, thank you. Where is the? I watch a lot of OP live. I don't see fun with fentanyl. I don't see fun in the like. If you've not done it, and I don't want to sound like everybody's dad, you want to go do heroin. You, nobody saying don't is going to stop you. But if you, I mean, insider, what, what's tell the, us the deal? Give me a risk reward here. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the call five eight five nine eight hundred. I don't care. I need to know. I'm reading way too much about this. Is it reefer madness? Is it the thing where they put out, you know, things, oh, you smoke weed, you turn into the Satan's child, and you lose your mind? Reefer Madness is one of the funniest movies of all time. I don't know if you've ever watched it. It came out in the 30s. It is uh, hilarious. Two hours of, you know, dabbling in the the devil's lettuce. I've seen about 45 minutes of it. It's not a good movie, but it is funny because, you know, we all now know. But they were afraid back then that it would turn you into a lunatic. And, uh, you know, the weed that they were talking. There's somebody calling, Brett. Uh, see if this is a fentanyl caller. All right. Uh, I, I just, I, I, so, that, you know, and then they warned us about crack. And crack seemed like, uh, you know, it was a poor person's drug. And meth? Meth was another poor person's drug. That's the thing but about. But then, was it, what was the one that, um, you know, the German troops were on? That meth. helped them fight. That was they meth. They were running on me? meth. Yeah. They ran. They almost and won they World were War very II. They were confident effective. with they it. Were effective, <laughs> running forty-eight hour shifts and blasting. Is that a fentanyl person? Uh, Greg wants to tell you all about xylazine or whatever. Oh, about the trank? Yeah. All right, Greg, help me out. Are you there, Greg? Yeah. All right, Greg, tell me about the trank. Yeah. Go. Okay. So, so this stuff's been around. Um, it started out in Philly. Okay. It came up from it came up from Puerto Rico. They've been using it back there and their opioids and shit for. Oh, for careful! Don't cuss. Careful don't worry, man. Yeah, don't cuss. So, if you don't know how. <laughs> um, so so what it does is it gives all it does is it is it creates more on the fentanyl. All it's doing is it's letting them cut it with something that's that's making it stronger. But at the same time, it's it's give, it's making it deadlier, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, what's the uh, what's the and, draw uh, of fentanyl, Greg? Because it seems yeah, like... yeah. Tell me about the, being on the fentanyl. Yeah, what see, is that high like, or is so, it high? So if if yeah, so if if fentanyl grabs a hold of somebody a lot harder than a lot of other drugs, we think crack was bad back in the eighties yeah. and and cocaine and all that stuff. But fentanyl gets a hold of people and and. That's why you see these people doing it on bus stops 
they don't care. It, yeah. it, it's got to be done, man. It, and it, and it's got a grip on on people when they uh, these the addicts when they start doing it, man. They cannot stop, and it's got to just continue. And and as you guys were talking about earlier, you know why kill your customers? It's the worst business plan ever. Ever. Um. And but but you know what the the cartels don't care. No, they just want their initial hits, and they know that it's just going to pass on. But I mean, tell production me is booming. Greg, have you done this? No, I work in the industry. Oh, okay. So you're in substance substance abuse. Okay. So what is the how is the, how is this not a deterrent to tell people yes it grabs you you'll become one of those bus stop people. That's the that's the insanity of it, man. That's the, that's the craziest part of it is you can tell people, "Hey, listen, man, you, if you do this, it's going to get a hold of you. You're not going to be able to stop." Oh, and by the way, you might lose a leg. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jesus. Um and and it's just the insanity of addiction and of fentanyl in particular. It's bad, man, and and these guy and these people they they get on it, and it's kind of that first one's free and <laughs> got you now. Yeah. What do you do and, as uh, a drug and, as a drug counselor, or a person in the industry, or whatever it is you do? What do you do when somebody in fentanyl comes in? I'm, how do you? What's the stop? It's it, it's it's detox. It's Just um, get them in a room. That that oh man, it's it's not it's not pretty. It's getting really ugly. You know, I can't believe that we've lost one hundred and seven thousand people in yeah. in one year and and uh, and we're not we're not going and taking some people out. But anyways, that's yeah. another deal. Yeah, that's, yeah, I agree with you, though. That's completely true. And so yeah, and, it's bad. It's, yeah. it's really, really bad. What do people who are on it tell you it feels like? I haven't particularly um, dealt with anybody straight up who who knew the problem with the xylazine is is there's no uh, there's no test for it. So right now there are tests out there for for fentanyl where addicts can actually test to see if this if what they're taking has fentanyl in it. Right. If they're taking uh, you know street uh, pills. Right. And they can test it to know if there's fentanyl in it. Um, but you can't test the drink. Filler for other opioids. Now they have a filler for the filler. Wow! Wow! Yikes! All right, and it's cheap, right? That's yeah. the. Uh... It yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know about the. I don't know about the cost. Obviously, um, y- y- you know, it. They're they're using it to get it to make it stretch it out and make it last longer and create more of it. So yeah. um, there's got to be a money part of it in there somewhere. Now, all that said, can I get prednisone from you? Because I love this stuff and I need more safe prednisone. You sound like a guy who knows where to get it. <laughs> I think... I think you can get. I think you can get that anywhere. I feel sorry for you. I've been in Phoenix, Arizona, my whole life, and I don't have allergies. Yeah, well, so. it's coming. Trust me, I've been here most of my life, and it'll get you eventually. Uh, so, good luck. Well, thank you for the insight because I just don't get it, and I I read Absolutely. about it every day. And hey, hey, and, and while I got you guys, I found your uh, Granada Park keg with my oh. buddy, and uh, we had a great time Friday night. Awesome, thanks. It was good to see you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thank I you, man. Appreciate him. it, buddy. Thanks. That's awesome. Yeah, he, I remember meeting him, too. Yeah, uh, crazy. So I guess there's a little insight into it, but it still doesn't make much sense to me why someone would jump on that.
Like knowing what you know, or I guess you just don't read. But yeah, so my now I take my prednisone and wonder the entire time: Am I uh, getting uh, fentanyl? Uh, it's well, in everything. Maybe you need to hang out at the bus stop with the tweakers and their chemistry sets, testing for me- or for fentanyl. Now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a test for it. I mean, yeah. like anybody's breaking out their their little pool uh, their little yeah. pool testing kit with the drops and stuff to see <laughs> to see if their heroin yeah, I mean, has fentanyl on. in it because you know they're concerned about their <laughs> right, health. Exactly, they're healthy people. They're they're very you know they're very we worried. Testing kits. We got our can of uh, Zarkan. Or yeah, whatever. Uh, Narcan. 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 Yeah, yeah Zarkan Narcan. is also something. I'm it's sure. A Narcan. Allergy med. <laughs> is, is, I think you might be right. I think I've heard the word I'll Zarkan. Take it. I'll take yeah, it. Right now, I'd take Narcan yeah. to get rid of the allergies. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so good luck to everybody out there who's thinking about it. And I just don't get it. I don't. I, you know, another reason Dr. Lin's a genius. I'll never have to yes. deal with my kid testing out some dabbling in some drugs, which almost all of them do, and find out that they're you know. You, all you got to do is watch OP Live one weekend. Watch Dan and the gang, uh, Sticks and, uh, you know, Curtis and the guys, and sit and watch them. And then they go, okay, we got a guy out in South Carolina who's in his car passed out. And they're giving out Narcan at, like, uh, at Walgreens, you know, like uh, Candy Heart Bears on, on February 13th. It, it, it's, it, it, here you go, get some Narcan. You're going to run into somebody who's going to need this. And you just shoot it in there. It's some magic thing. I think the worst invention for fentanyl has been Narcan. Because it gives people on fentanyl the thought, well, there's something that'll now we revive got our safety me. Yeah, check. We, yeah, we got we got a backup, and I got it in my pocket. So as long as I got a buddy with me, I don't know. So don't take anything. I'm, I'm your dad now. Don't take anything. Knock it off is what I'm saying, you idiots. That cartels are killing you. The the people that are supplying you your you know if dog Brady, drugs are fine. Brady, what you, I'm telling you, you've got a bit of an addiction problem. If Twinkies were loaded with death medicine, you'd probably slow down a little bit. You got a brain in your head. That right? would uh, cut me off for you, right? If I well, yeah. If it was a constant, as much as I love it, that pizza was turning up ten percent tranquilizer and fentanyl. And stop ordering pizza. Ten percent, yeah, pizza. It's a, it's a 90, I might, I might look, chance it. Right, it's a ninety percent win. Ooh. Yeah, but that ten per the one out of one out of ten pies. Would I risk it? Would <laughs> Jesus Christ? Look at this. <laughs> I think they're like, yeah, it's too many. Yeah, pizza. I'm out on pizza. I mean, you know, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. We'll clear the shelves when there's a you know an E. coli breakout on one head of lettuce. They kill just, the whole farm just in case. Yeah. Because they can't risk the lawsuits because they're an actual company. I don't get it. But it doesn't make sense to me. And if you've ever tried fentanyl, see if there's any fentanyl callers on there. I want to talk to somebody. Broomhead uh, just chimed in. He, he didn't. Uh, was he satisfied. on fentanyl again? He wasn't satisfied with the answer. He's like, geez, it sounded like Biden answering a question on fentanyl. <laughs> he was a little bit like, I've never done it. I don't know. But here's the information. Yeah, it was like. Uh, I wonder if Broomhead's ever done it. Oh, like, Broomhead's I, on it all the time. You listen to his show. Yeah, give Broomhead a shot. You'll know. Sometimes Mike starts talking about things, and you're like, oh, my God, he's clearly out of his... Get him some Narcan. You got one? Uh, yeah. Kale, oh, oh, turn your mic on. What? Yeah, Kale said that he was addicted for, like, eight years on heroin and fentanyl, so... No kidding. Yeah, let's go to him. On, on both. That's what he said. Kale. Which did you like better? Kale, are you there? Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for calling, Kale. Hello. Hello. How's it going, man? Doing well, man. And you're, you're good now. I'm good now. I'm good now. Um... With, with regards to the uh, the drugs, you know, uh, it started off with the heroin, and then they started mixing it in the fentanyl or the fentanyl into it, and uh, basically just makes it more potent. You you know. Oh yeah, no, I get that. Being, Why did you do it? Uh, because I'm a knucklehead. I, 
I don't know. I, I kind of just fell into it, to be honest with you. So did you do heroin and fentanyl was in it, or did you intentionally take fentanyl? Um, I ended up intentionally taking fentanyl later on in my addiction because it's way more powerful. Than heroin? Yes. Yes. Okay, so right, this is weird. and I, so and it's, it's a complete escape? Is yeah, Kale, if this is uncomfortable, stop. And just say I don't want to talk about it. What is this? What is the All draw right. here? What does this feel like? Okay, so you know you see movies on it. I'm sure, such as Wreck Room for a Dream or Train Spotting, yeah. and uh, it pretty much it's like it's a it's a feeling that that you can't explain. I mean, being wrapped up in a a warm fuzzy blanket, um, and and obviously you know there's a dopamine release when you do it um, in your brain, and and. Uh, your serotonin levels are jacked with, and it just—it just—it's uh, kind of a euphoric feeling, man. And and it's a lie, is what it is. Yeah, obviously, it's it's a lie that you know that's created through a, a synthetic, you know, good feeling. And and just and, and then course, and then that's how much your body craves it after the fact. Oh, absolutely! You become so physically dependent on it. And, and mentally dependent on it, they, they, you know, you, you literally become physically ill. I mean, there was days where I literally couldn't move unless unless I got it. Once I got okay. it, I was fine. But once you got it, you couldn't move. From everything I see, the second you get it, you're in a coma. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that works? I mean, yeah. to the point where, you know, you kind of do like, the, the, you know, they call it the nod. And so you're kind of hunched over, bent over, and, and you can't stand up straight. You can't function. Um, not to the point where you don't, you know, to where you lose bodily function. That that comes more along when you're so sick, you don't, right? You can't move, so you're just like, whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just. And again, right here, you're telling me that that knowing that at the time is worth the feeling you get from it. I mean, it it took me from having a home, and I mean, I I lost I lost everything. I lost. Being able to see my daughter, I lost. I lost it all. I mean, thank God I'm to the point where I get to see her, and we have a relationship built now. And Man. I now have a, an awesome job. I'm a foreman, and I'm I'm, I'm engaged, and I have a, a beautiful baby boy. Nice. Who's, uh, as of this week, eight weeks old, and my life is completely turned around. It did take me going to prison, and and with regards to Narcam, uh, that stuff it saved my life several times. No, I will say this: the Narcam. Doesn't it's not as effective with with fentanyl? It's, yeah, it's it's effective with opiates, but not with fentanyl. You have to almost double up or triple up when you yeah when you uh, run into somebody that that's uh, was overdosing it, on that stuff. Was it prison that got you uh, turned around, or what? What what straightened you out? Um, yeah, that was the start of it. Even when I got out, I I you know you 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 you. You're so used to running and gunning and living that type of lifestyle that, you know, I was sober the whole time I was locked up, yeah. but then I got out and got bored and, and, Started so again. I, I, and yes, and it wasn't, here's the thing, you guys, when I went into prison, heroin was, heroin was around. When I got out, you can't find heroin. Now it's fentanyl. Jesus. So that, that's kind of what, that's kind of where, where it went and where it's at now. Yikes. So Side it's question. Just, it's one of 
Yes, sir. Is Jankum still around in prison? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever try Jankum? <laughs> That's where you like uh, shit in a bottle. No, don't cuss. We know what it is. You poop in a, you poop in a mason jar. That's right. You poop and pee in a mason jar. You let it ferment, and then you guys drink it. I don't know, man. I I, my, I told myself when I got arrested that I was going to stay sober the whole time on the yard, and I did. So, Oh, did you? Nice. Oh, so no. even Jankum was out yes, of the question. Sir. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, yeah, you know yeah. what? Uh, call just for straightening everything. The first time I heard of, Go ahead. I, I think the first time I heard about Jankum was from you guys on the... <laughs> we, we, we had a fascination with I it for quite a while. Yeah, we, we were pretty excited about Jankum. I wanted to make it, I'm not going <laughs> to lie, just to see what it looks like, well, but... From what I understand, go ahead and eat yourself a lot of blueberries and, and, uh, and uh, fruits and stuff. <laughs> and then Jankum, so. Jankum happens naturally. Like well, there you farm. Go. Cole, yeah. Cole, you know what? Just because you're, you told your story and you were an open book, I appreciate it. You want to go to the Foo Fighters? Yeah, that'd be amazing. All right, let's give them tickets. Right, hang on for Just a little thank, bit, dude. Thank you for sharing that. That wasn't easy. I, I appreciate no, it. No, not a problem. I, you know what? It's not something I'm ashamed of. It's just something that I want to bring awareness to because if I can do it yeah. and get clean... And you Anybody guys can. are bringing awareness to it. Let's, I, I'm fully supportive. So, What do you tell people? My past and my, what do I tell yeah, people? What do you tell someone who's in trouble? I just, I, I just tell them. Well, first off, I've got track marks up my arm. So, you know, when, when you get somebody that, that doesn't look like they're on drugs and they have their life together, yeah. you know, it's hard to want to listen to them. So for me, if I see somebody on the street, and I do it frequently, hey, man, I just want to let you know there's a better way out there. And, you know, here, can I buy you something to drink or eat? And then I kind of let them know a little bit about my story and try to encourage them. And then I lift up with the sleeves on my arms. And show them. And I show them my track marks and say, I've been there, dude. You can do it. You just got to want it. Yeah. And that's scary, too, because this my, my cousin was a horrible heroin addict and uh, told me, he said, you can't imagine, like, sex is, is nothing compared to the feeling you get off of this. But also, anything at a certain, he started to lose his arm. Uh, he, his arm was dying. Oh, yeah. His arm was literally dying, yeah, was, and he, he kept doing it. Yep, you become septic, and it's, you know, that that movie ripping for a dream. It's not a lie. <laughs> no, that's legit. That is crazy. Well, dude, thank you for sharing that, and I uh, appreciate it. And uh, Oh, by the way, you sound like a man who knows. Uh, do you have any connections for prednisone? I'm going to run out of this stuff. <laughs> Well, you know, my sister's a nurse, so Perfect. why don't you stay on the line and, and let me hook you up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, just hook me up on a double call. Thank you, Cole. Hold on a second. Hang I'm going to give you tickets to that. That's just, that's not uh, an easy thing. I'm, I'm, you know, he seems like an open book and those are the time. We didn't intend to do that. I had no intention of that no. this morning. But uh, every morning I wake up, I read about fentanyl being in this, and now they're lacing fentanyl with stuff. And you see those busts where it's just a mountain of pills. Uh, millions. And, and that's what we were talking about a couple months ago. I'm like, how much is getting through? If they've got oh, you have a million we pounds of fentanyl, this. I'm like, yeah. If you caught that, and we still have a problem, that yeah. seems like to one. I to, bet. Yeah, when I saw that one uh, warehouse of pills, and there's a man standing there, and it looks like he's about to climb Everest, I'm like, well, they got all the fentanyl. That's all of it. There's no way there's more than this. There's no factory on the planet big enough to make more than what we caught at all. And who knows if that's the photo? Is that the photo of the stockpile right. of Plan B in California <laughs> <Right>. or? <laughs> Oh, jeez. Ask Cole if we can get some Plan B just in case, too. I, I, the, hand that it's out. Call Deucey's kid. We, we Dude, I'll tell that you covered. what. That's going to be a high-level, pricey street drug here in a couple months. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, I don't get it. It's it's It blows right over my head why anybody would do this. Uh, and, and it's, it's funny how it's, it's the, I don't know, third or fourth generation, because I've always had that question. Yeah. I mean, ever since, you know, high school and on, yeah, it's like, why? why would I try this? Why? Right. Are, and is it because... Uh, 
I don't know. Is it because we were raised in a way to be afraid of this? And so the news res- sure, it resonates? I, you know, I wouldn't say the commercials ever scared no, me or anything like that. Yeah. But um, Cause white maybe lines, it was. Maybe I guess because White Line's the song. Yeah. Vision, dreams of passion. Yeah. That was supposed to talk you away. Uh, and all it did was make me... Christy Greenway, fun with a couple other people in eighth grade do the song every day and then like snort eraser dust. Like if anything, Jesus. Oh, do you remember doing that ever? No, in eighth grade? I don't. Oh, you do a bunch dust. of eraser dust off your pencil and then do a little line. And, oh, oh. lines, vision, dreams, of passion. <laughs> well, I was the class clown, so it was fun to do the. You know, actually, I was the class clown's writer. I would tell him you should snort that, and then I did it a couple times. It was not a good idea. But we've all done stupid stuff like that, but as a joke. Yeah. But it was, you know. I don't get it. So maybe it's just because uh, we were a fear-based family environment of saying, don't disappoint mom and dad and don't go down this road. And so these stories still, I'm 50 years old and this still resonates with me when I read. I'm like, why would anybody do this? This is horrifying. This is enough to make you go away. I I understand if you're already addicted, but why would you ever start? It's a pretty effective campaign to say, oh, by the way, there's horse tranquilizer in your your Pop-Tarts. I'm not eating Pop-Tarts. It's as simple as that. I think um, what helped me at that young age is having that one foster brother living who was mm. just snorting the tester's model yeah. glue and getting high and walking yeah. on the roof of the house, maybe seeing a little bit of that. Yeah. Saying like, well, what? I'll, you know, I was 11, 12 years old when my cousin, who I thought the world of, had fallen into like massive heroin and cocaine problems. He moved in with us for a little while because my dad was his big brother, technically. Yeah. And uh, they were only a few years apart because uh, my dad's sister's so much older. And my dad wanted to help him. And he shared a room with me. And the first day he was there, he's opening his bag. And my parents were so naive, so completely naive to drugs, that he pulled a candle, a spoon, a bunch of opened sweet and low packets, and p- gently placed them on the nightstand because there wasn't sweet and low in there. And he's like, I just have, you know, uh, throat issues and stuff. And he's like, was well, a candle? Just it's an ambiance thing. This burned up spoon. And he's pulling it out of the bag, and my parents are just watching him unpack, and he had no problems. Wow. He knew they didn't know. And there's a, I don't know, a 12-year-old boy in the other twin bed in, in, the, in the big room in the house. And so we shared a room, and he would you know, show up in the house every once in a while a little bit different, and we didn't know. And then I remember the argument, the craziest argument I've ever heard in my life between my dad, who at that time was just constantly lifting weights. He had canned hams for arms. He was a huge guy. And... uh and my cousin and my dad had given him a job, and he woke up in a pit. On the, it was the uh, the Civic Center downtown. They were redoing the the uh, convention center, and my dad gave him a job there. And uh, he got a call and said, "Hey, Holmberg, I don't know what we're supposed to tell you, but your cousin's asleep in a hole on the site. Heroin, needles, we can't wake everything else." My dad took him back and started to yell at him, and said, "I need to see." And he, my dad started to read about it, and he goes, "I need to see your toes. I need to see the back of your legs. I need to see. I need to see if you're shooting up because I gave you a chance here, and you're doing this in my house." And my cousin yelled back at my dad, "You want to see my dick too? Because some guys shoot up there." And my dad just said, "If you're that desperate, I don't. I, we're done." And I don't think they've spoken since, as far as like, is he still alive? Yeah. Cousin? Yes. And you know, and years clean? in jail. No. No. Okay. Well, it's back and forth. He may be now. Yeah. But it's back and forth. And you know, just one of the most wonderful people ever, sober. I mean, honestly, like a talented singer, played baseball, had a deal with the Cincinnati Reds when he was in high school. I remember. You know, they, were, they wanted him to go to spring training when he was like 18. Now, I don't know the accuracy of the end of that, but he skipped it for drugs. 
Just pissed and it, it all away. He pissed it away. Wow. And I, you know, I thought, you know, I looked up to this guy. I had no idea what that was. But I, you know, anyway, I don't know how we got off on this topic. But it's just me being afraid of fentanyl. But just don't. If you see people that are, you're hanging out with that are doing heroin, get away from them. It's just you're too close. When I worked at Tony Roma's, all the a bunch of guys started to do meth. Like it happened overnight. And I go into the manager's office and there was tinfoil and lighters. And I'm like, what's going on here? And they were smoking in the in the office. And, and you know, I'm like, oh, this is crazy. And you just stopped hanging out with them. They Not never- like it's ever left, but someone last week ran into was talking about um, Scottsdale and the, you know, a lot of spring breakers coming in. He's like, oh, cocaine is back. Oh, cocaine has never gone away. I know. Not yeah. like it's gone away. Just kind of taking like a back seat. It's a little... Cocaine is like... like no, it's like... He goes, it was weird. I've gone, I went to a couple of clubs. Yeah. I hadn't been out in a while, and there. But it's it. not worth it, because it could have something else in there. Exactly. I just don't... Like, cocaine is basically turned into pot. Like, it, people are so unafraid of it now. It's crazy. I don't know. The I never did it, because I was always scared. I don't like not being in control, but on top of that, I was scared of the fist of Kurt Vesely, because he would have <laughs> yeah. knocked me into next My week. mom pulled the trick on me, I think, when I was younger, when she told me, you have a heart condition. And if you ever mess around with that kind of stuff, oh, it'll stop your heart. And I didn't know that wasn't true. She told me I had. Well, because I'd had, when I was a kid, I had palpitations when I was a little boy. So I had to get my heart test a lot. But it was just because I was so hyper. So it was nothing more than me just being over anxious and crazy. And so she told me that. So every time I'd be with people or around it, I'm like, I, I can't, I can't. I, my heart will stop. She, and I'm still worried. Like, maybe she's right. I go to the doctor. Like, you're the heart of a 10-year-old boy. Or a, <laughs> your heart is amazing. I'm like, should I do cocaine? Like, oh, God, no. What's wrong with you? But I want to keep it that way. But it was a great move. It might have been a lie, but so was, uh, you know, Santa and Jesus and Easter Bunny and all this other stuff to keep me in line. So it worked. So it was a really smart move on her part to tell me that it would kill me immediately at an early age. So I highly recommend Marcy Holmberg's theory of tell your kid he's got a disease and cocaine will kill him dead immediately. Like decon road spray. Just stop it. (laughs) <laughs> nobody's going to listen to me on this one. If you're already thinking, I've always said that too. I've always, uh, look, I, I don't think making heroin illegal uh, has made it to where the people who are going to do it don't find it or, you do know, it. yeah, like yeah. I, I don't, it's not, it's not the illegality that keeps me from doing it. It's the fact that it's heroin. It could be available next to the five hour energy drink and I wouldn't touch it. I don't touch the five hour energy drink. Because I think my heart will stop. I think my mom told me about that. Yeah. So anyway, enjoy enjoy our PSA. I like that. Little, uh, my mom's advice backfired. She's like, if you do any of this stuff, you'll hate pizza. You won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> pizza tastes funny if you ever try cocaine. <laughs> Actually, if you've got a portly child, that's a pretty effective measure. <laughs> I'm sure you're still going to blow his heart up in his, in earlier than probably you should, but everybody's got a thing. My poison is Dr. Pepper and... Coke Zero. Oh, well. If it ever started getting laced with fentanyl, you can focus a little bit better. Sure, it might knock years off your life. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm going to stroke out someday from this stuff. But if they said, hey, by the way, all the Coke Zero, like 10% of it has got uh, tranquilizer and fentanyl. And guess what? I'm not drinking for a while. I'm going back to water for a little bit. You'll go back to tab. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'd rather drink the fentanyl. (laughs) I love tab in someone else's hands. 
Uh, it's good for you. That's fine. Uh, let's get a wake-up song. A Narcan song, we'll call it. Brought to you by Narcan. It'll wake you right up. Give it to us good and Just strong. Just one fix. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. Uh, 585-9800. A good one. And thanks to Cole. That was uh, enlightening. Uh, it's 98KUPD. Wake him up. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98KUPD. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98KUPD.com. Thank you, Alliance. Glorious. Love that one. Uh, I'm just getting crushed with people who are currently trying to tell me they're on fentanyl. Jesus. <laughs> I got a lot of emails from people. Uh, here's the thing. I'm good old Uncle John now is telling you, just knock it off. That's how my dad raised me. Knock it off. He made me afraid of everything, and it worked. Uh, this one says, I was told marijuana is laced with fentanyl a lot of the times now, so I grow my own. I won't buy from anyone. No that's dispensary trips. No, That's a good weedy. Just go to the garden, cut a couple buds off, dry them, trim them. Roll them, smoke it, it's clean. Keep it off that. Uh, this guy says, uh, I'll tell you what, the whole Fent thing in the last few years has definitely deterred a lot of people. I've had friends who are occasional Coke users, like birthdays, weddings, celebrations, a couple times a year tops. Been pretty general conclusion all around that you just don't know what you're getting, so that's all over. Which is, I guess, great. If you ask me, it sounds like the big hole in the market's going to be cocaine. <laughs> Start making your own. And be the trusted source. Bringing it back. Yep. How about this one? Uh, my friend died uh, from fentanyl smoking a cigarette that was laced with it. Uh, nobody was able to determine if it was intentional or not, but they found the cigarette in his possession and it had fentanyl in it. Sheesh. Stop smoking, too. Uh, and then another person said, oh, this is pretty nice. Cameron says, I, I hope I speak for a lot of listeners. I got emotional. Listening to that guy Cole this morning, and I'm not a druggie. I've used better judgment in the drug department, but hearing that he's on the up and up, uh, you guys hooked him up and gave him tickets to something, just made my day. Thanks for allowing that and continuing to be awesome. Cameron. Well, thank you for noticing our awesomeness, Cameron. That's important, too. Uh, And Tom says, that was by no means a funny segment, but you should replay that last part uh, in many future best of shows. And thanks for not shying away from it. Uh, HMS doing the Lord's work. Well, Tom, you know that the Lord has uh, tapped us to do His work. First that's time that's ever been said. Yeah, no, but that's, a very, that's a very important. <laughs> I hear part it all the time. Yeah, I'm ready to hear it. He's done a great job of the Lord's yeah. work. <laughs> Keeping me straight. Uh, you heard a little Lux Eterna from Metallica there a second ago, and uh, the album comes out uh, this week. I think Friday, right? We'll get yeah, a bunch of those Friday, on yeah. Friday. So Lux Eterna, the 72 Seasons album from Metallica, celebrating 40 years. Of Metallica. Wow. Uh, And every hour this weekend, there'll be another new song from the Metallica album, 72 Seasons. Now, it's a great way for you to listen to this and go, do I need to hear this whole thing uh, or buy it first and judge it for yourself? A lot of Metallica fans are going to be getting it no matter what. But for me, I'm going to pick and choose. I'm in one of those categories now, so I'll get to listen to it, too. Uh, You can start listening every hour, plus Friday night at 9 o'clock, a special broadcast of the album, and the Q&A with Metallica, because they are monsters. Uh, so you can use the 98KUPD app or KUPD.com for your chance to win digital downloads of the new Metallica album, uh, a turntable along with all of Metallica's studio albums on vinyl, an autographed copy of 72 Seasons on vinyl, which is amazingly cool, 
and a pair of tickets to go see Metallica both nights, the first and third of September, over at State Farm Stadium. This is this is happening this weekend. So if you're paying attention this weekend, Metallica's seventy two hours of seventy two seasons will start. We're going to mix in a lot of new Metallica too as the mornings go on. But uh, starting on I think Friday, we're going to start knocking out seventy two hours of Metallica seventy two seasons, which is a huge release. For the world of rock and hopefully lives up to uh, the hype because of Lux Eterna, I think, is a great song. And the, the a couple others I've heard off there are pretty good, too. But, man, it's uh, it's amazing what's going to happen here with Metallica this year. So hopefully the album lives up to expectations because they're charging a hell of a lot of money for you to go see their Ooh. new stuff down there in uh Marching band competitions. They're, they're, they're all, all over. The they're doing a lot of stuff. And Every I did a- night this week on Kimmel. Yeah, I know. They're playing the whole week on Jimmy Kimmel, which is makes you want to watch Jimmy Kimmel, despite him yeah. yelling about all of his <laughs> Away from the come to town. Right. I won't watch the monologue. <laughs> I like Jimmy, but that's enough. I don't like political talk shows anymore. Um, so I did a little test, speaking of Metallica's concert. my fr- You sent it over. Batman, one of our listeners, yeah. fired off uh, his receipt for the Foo... Early tickets. This is the deal. Yeah, this was the. Uh, it was either the fan club membership or the Citibank uh, right. early early so ticket purchase. This isn't what I'll be getting. This isn't what you'll be getting when right. we go to get tickets, right? So I just did a quick. My friend Brian texted me yesterday. He goes, my my son. Uh, I think it was his, his son and his daughter and him had talked, and he was going to buy him tickets to see Foo, and he had the hookup. So he went on and he said, and as I'm checking out, I realized I'm going six hundred bucks a man here. This is going to cost me $2,000 to go to see the Foo Fighters. Oh. And I'm just going to cut that off now. He goes, that's crazy. And he said an average seat. So I kind of went through a little bit of just internet stuff. I didn't buy or go online and see. I just went on to see what it would cost to buy middle tickets to these shows that are coming to town here. Not to deter anybody, but it's a deterrent. So let's say I wanted to start going to these shows starting with Metallica September 1st, right? Those aren't easy to get. Right. But if I had purchased face value tickets, middle of the road, right? I'm into that one about fifteen or eighteen hundred dollars for a pair of tickets. Okay? For okay. both but for both shows. Yeah. So I'm already down eighteen hundred. But let's say fifteen hundred. I'll even go low end. Then I love Ghost. They're here five days after the second Metallica show. Is that for one Metallica show, or is that both both. nights? Okay, all right. So seven fifty for each for both nights. Middle of the road ticket. Nothing special. Nothing terrible. Right. Uh, Ghost is here the next night. I'm going to throw another uh, three fifty at that for two tickets. I I, I bumped those up a little bit. They're a hundred and something each. Yeah. Uh, You got Zombie, Alice Cooper, Ministry, and Filter. I'm looking another five hundred dollars for a couple tickets for that. Foo Fighters come to town. I'm looking at another twelve hundred dollars for that. Now that we are talking about one month, I'm already about forty three hundred dollars into concert tickets. This is before. Um. Parking, food, Beers. drinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avenged Sevenfold shows up Merch. five days after Foo. That's another $350 for a couple of tickets. Average tickets. Hope my tax return's big. <laughs> We're looking at $3,000 for me to attend five shows. That is incredible. My season tickets for the Suns are 41 nights. I've got good seats. They're $13,000 a year. That's 41 events, not counting uh, preseason. That's 41 events. And I, got, I, I look at that as an, an outstanding deal. 
Now, yeah. Because I've got 41 different things to do. And in five events with concerts, I'm at, I'm at, I'm over $3,000. Now, were those prices including the, the service fees? Yeah, I added okay. that all. Okay. Up. So after everything's just getting the tickets was going to push me around three grand. And again, Jeez. I'm looking at straight up tickets, not off of, you know, SeatGeek or Ticketmaster or anything like that. I don't know if you can get them on there anymore, but like, you know, straight up, not aftermarket. And I started to wonder, like, because my friend Brian is not broke. He's not. A, but he looked at that and he goes, I just can't do this. But he can. Yeah. But he chose not to because it's financially not smart. Yeah. Why? Well, Taylor Swift. What was that whole thing? was was $1,000 a ticket. and that, A they, minimum, yeah. And they did it without blinking. Like, hey, you get $1,000. It's $1,000 to see somebody sing to you. I mean, this is, if this doesn't bring back, and I don't know what will, local music, live local music. And I don't necessarily want to hear local bands, but I mean, like, you know. That means Palladio's coming. You know, cover bands can make a killing right now. Because if it's going to cost me $1,000 to see the Foo Fighters, who's, by the way, I'm a fan. The last couple albums haven't been worth seeing. No. You know? I didn't want to go see Concrete and Gold. I didn't care to see uh, whatever the St. Vincent thing or whatever they called that. I forgot what that one was. They haven't put out an album that has been like, oh, I've got to go hear this live. I liked the uh, 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 the TV show one, the Sonic Highways. Yeah. Wasting Light was the last. Wasting Light was the last, like, holy bejesus yeah. pinnacle of Foo Fighters. And that's as a fan. I know some people don't like them, but whatever. Uh, then you want to throw in, you know, like, people just average having fun. You, that's why I love this U-Fest stuff we do. I mean, those tickets are not killing people. And they're still expensive. It's crazy what ticket prices are going for for a concert. And we're not batting an eye, and I don't know how to fight back. I wonder if it's because can't. of the... Uh, you can't. The uh, FOMO factor. Don't go. Yeah. Just do what my friend Brian did and just check. Vote with cancel. your dollar. Cancel it. Yeah, that's it. We'll say what? I'm wondering if the, the surging rate is just uh, coming out of the pandemic a little bit, but like the FOMO factor. Well, what it actually... That, that, that increases, you know, people are like, oh, well, this is... Because you'll see, um, like... My brother went to see Springsteen. He loved yeah. Springsteen. That was and crazy. And he goes, the last time he went, which was a couple of months ago or something, Yeah, he's like, it blew me away that people were that paid these tickets. And he goes, it was a lot. There's young kids there. And he goes, yeah. the whole time, they're they're looking at their phones. They're watching. He goes, yeah. And you paid all this money to see this. To watch your phone, watch Bruce. Yeah. My, well, uh, Megan and her and mom. And it was all about being at the event. They wanted yep. to show people I'm here. Look what we got. You know. I, I kind of got this one, but Megan and her mom went to see Andrea Bocelli a while yeah. ago. He's never here. Like once out of every 10 years. And it's a it's an event. And you decided to oh, get yeah, good tickets. Great tickets with like a dinner thing. And it was like 1200 bucks a seat. They're not cheap. But those are those moments where it's like you're not going to – this is a – that is a fear of missing out. And maybe you're right. Maybe the pandemic made people go, what if this happens again and we never see any – these guys all go away. Yeah. And again, with the Foo Fighters, there was a chance the last time you saw them was the last time you saw them. That's true. And of now they're coming bands. back with the new – Right. Well, There's a curiosity you know. factor. Bruce Springsteen, who's the working man's guy, and I always make fun of that, that he's not really, charging a 1000 bucks to the blue-collared fans, is laughable. But what is our out? And I guess, you know, we keep paying for it, so they keep charging it. But, the you know, the surge rates are based uh, solely on the idea that everything uh, went away with record companies. So the artists now make all their money on tour. tour. So that's where they're really kicking your ass is because we buy singles, we, we steal and share and do all this. And, you know, they get their residuals and they're still making a ton of dough. 
But now their real money comes from touring, where it used to be the record company foot the bill for that. You made the money off of album sales. And they don't do that anymore. They make money off of individual, you know, album sales are not as big as they used to be by any stretch. Ooh. Not even close. Like, you know. Your legacy bands like Metallica and yeah. stuff will still sell albums. But yeah. Taylor these up-and-comers, aren't, they're not selling albums. No, you can't, have, singles. you can't have like a Pearl Jam album pop up. The individual singles will pop up and then they got to tour it. And that's why people tour. But I don't get it. But I mean, you're looking at three grand for a month's worth of five shows. And a couple of them are kind of average You're going to drop a... Two grand in like eight days or something like that. Yeah. Well, you got the oh. three uh, on the third, yeah. eighth, and eleventh of October. If you skipped Metallica, you take off fifteen hundred off of that. So you're spending, you know, uh, you know, eighteen hundred, fifteen hundred, eighteen dollars, or fifteen or eighteen hundred dollars on Ghost, Foo Fighters, and uh, Avenged Sevenfold. Uh, Batman just texted over. He was looking at uh, Billy Joel and Stevie Nicks tickets, too, and those were 1200 a Insane. ticket. Insane. A ticket to watch those bucks. two who have never done anything together of note go out and sing songs that, okay. Are they going to There's nothing duet new. some? Yes. Or they, yeah. They okay. do. But Billy Joel I've seen, and the last time I saw him, he was horrible. Really? Horrible. No kidding. It just, it, the sound was bad. I don't know if it was his fault. Mm. That was years ago. And it kind of turned me off to Billy Joel. And then you see the price. And I love Billy Joel stuff. And you see the prices. You're like, I'm not going to watch two 75-year-old people do that. It's insane. But we got no fight. Absolutely no fight. Uh, it's, it's like we talked about with the Bud Light thing yesterday. Vote with your dollar. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you can't go, you can't go. Maybe these prices will come down when they stop selling as many seats. The fact is. Or win them. Yeah. Yeah, or win them on your favorite <laughs> radio station at 652. It's 81 degrees outside. <laughs> You win them before you can get fleeced by them. Yeah, I mean, and then you start hearing about like all the economies, this, that, and the. I don't know that it's that bad if we can still charge that kind of stuff. And there was a story uh, yesterday talking about the best time to buy tickets, just like for airlines, but yeah. concert tickets. Thirty three percent saving the week before the show is the best time. Oh, to, oh, oh, I see. Yeah, see. and um, even more. If you can be patient and hold out, the day of the show. Uh, there's truth to that because I that's that was my Duran Duran night. <laughs> I didn't want to yeah. spend. I mean, money you're on that. rolling the dice. Yeah, I sat. But it goes you, you pretty much. Yeah, it's like eighty percent of the time you can get tickets day of the show. Yeah, sat at the H and H Ranch and uh, waited until the prices dropped to an insane amount for a front row seat, which essentially I didn't even know existed. These side front row seats. And got those for 125 bucks, and they were like 350 face before fees. And the guy just wanted to unload them. He couldn't make it. There, so I, exactly. There's where it comes in. There's people that have planned this whole time, and yep. something happens. There's about yep. five or ten percent that yeah. have that problem. It's nuts, though. I mean, that's a, that is a that is an expensive uh, night out. That's not dinner and a movie. That is a crazy night out for you and a friend, or you and a, a wife, or a date. So I'm on the Ticketmaster app right now, and the Foo Fighters pre-sale is going on right now. I guess you can get the lawn. Whatever was going on yesterday yeah. was for fans. But there is a pre-sale going on right now, and the lawn tickets are thirty nine fifty. That's not bad. Each for a lawn ticket. Yeah. And then I don't know what the fees are, so I'm going to see what it'll attack. Yeah, it'll end up being fees. 70 bucks. But that's not terrible. But I'm talking like when I was looking, 120 bucks total for two tickets on the lawn for forty dollars, sixty yeah. each. So it's another twenty, thirty bucks, another fifty percent. Yeah. Charges. So, but you know, and that's not terrible to stand in the lawn. I will say though, 
once you're not in the lawn, it's like moving from coach to first oh class. But you're watching the, a TV in the lawn. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. all you're doing. You're yeah, watching yeah, exactly. the screens. And the sound stinks yeah, a lot of the times. And, yeah, and there's dirty people everywhere puking <laughs> on in. <laughs> Gotta watch out for fires. Right. It's, it's uh, not call me bougie, but yeah. I'm not standing with them. There's no room. There's no blankets. We down there with your <laughs> right, date. Right. You can't lay down and <laughs> throw fingers no in a bra. Yeah. <laughs> when February stars comes on, I can't th- drop a digit in my girl on the on the blanket under the picnic basket. It's not happening. Yeah. The service charges like he was showed me it's a, his ticket price yesterday. They were three nineteen a piece, and then fifty seven dollars for each ticket. Just, yeah. just in a service charge. It's crazy. I'm bougie, but I'm not stupid. So I'll, I'll pay for things that are worth it if it's a little more expensive. But this doesn't seem like I'm seeing anything so special. Uh, outside of the Metallica thing, which kind of is a special event. That one, but it's still crazy. I just, I couldn't believe what I was seeing with Brian and, and Batman. Both, yeah. almost when you sent that text over yesterday saying, look at what one of our listeners just sent over and the pricing for that. And then my buddy Brian said the same thing and he just said, I bailed on it. I, I can't, and that seems ridiculous. Yeah. To have a good seat to a show. It's nuts. But what are you going to do? In order to $16 and, and, beers and, right. you know, I mean, it just started. You'll just be frustrated because uh, the saying, don't spend the money, this will sell out. How incredible. Oh, it's all out. sell out. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Is that it's like, okay, blah, 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 blah. You're buying People it. People are buying yep, it. You're buying it. So it doesn't really matter. The, the you know, the market has set itself and you guys aren't aren't blanked out yet. We're not voting with our wallets right now. We're yep. saying, we're saying yes. We're voting. Go for it. So my former neighbor texted in. She got tickets yesterday in section two hundred two. So the actual seated section. Yeah, I think kind of in the back. One hundred eighty a ticket, including the fees. That's not terrible. That's, that is not that's the one hundred two section. Is yeah. is where you're talking about yeah. higher fees. But that's still a lot for a yeah. ticket. Yeah, yeah. two hundred two is a decent spot. You're back in right. the, the box thing, and yeah, it's not bad. But I you're would, still in the I'd second section. But for yeah. one hundred eighty nine dollars, it seems it's but to me it still concert. seems steep. Two hundred plus. That's what I'm saying. It still concert. seems and steep. And all of those concerts yeah. you mentioned. Imagine spending two hundred bucks a ticket for for two of you to go to yeah. six concerts. That's what I said. Like I, I was up to three grand. Yeah. When I just did my, I want a little bit better seat. I'm not going to go crazy, but I don't want to spend the low level. I don't want to spend the high level. I'm going to go second tier, third. I was getting killed. We got to do something. If you One band for two hundred bucks. It's still twenty four hundred bucks. How many times would uh, Metallica sell out State Farm Stadium for ten dollars tickets? General oh admission. Oh my god! Oh, you'd have you'd have people going five or six times yeah. a week. Yeah, yeah. They, you could do a full. Like a a resident. You could do a residency. And yeah, make they get to hear a month. Yep. So the last time I think I I saw anything like that where somebody was was in town multiple days was in Seattle. Garth Brooks came to town for a week, played six nights yeah. at the Seattle Center, sold out every one of them. And of course, I mean that's twenty years ago, but I don't know what the tickets were, but they weren't a yeah. hundred bucks, right? But that's the last time I remember an artist coming for multiple yeah. days. Well, Harry Styles did it. He he played like two weeks in New York and then two weeks in L.A. That really? was his tour. He, yeah. did, he didn't wow. travel. He wasn't coming to Phoenix or Chicago. Right. It's New York I, or L.A. Pick your time, and this is that. where I'm going to be. I I saw him on TV live, and I'm like, oof, man, I wouldn't spend money for this. He's boring. boring. He doesn't do anything. Yeah. It's scary because the last concert uh, that I went to might be Corey Feldman, and I think that's horrifying for me that I may die. And what did that set you back? (laughs) $17. (laughs) You don't feel raped on that one? I feel like I spent about $17 too much for Corey, but you know what? For the... Novelty of it, I would do it again. Like if he came back for twenty bucks, I'd go right back into the Corey. I bought a T-shirt. I mean, I I support Corey. I I found his 
absurdity and and lack of self awareness so brilliant that I would go see that again in a second. I'd go see that again. Yeah, I just I was looking at that stuff and concert tickets. I mean, it's nuts. It's okay, just so flat crazy. Since you asked, yeah, bef- before checkout, so not with the fees. A pair of Guns N' Roses tickets on the on the field, but on the edge. So, right. like you said, not a not great, not a, but good, but good seats. Yeah, five hundred and seventy five dollars. Yeah, for a pair of tickets before fees. Before, so you're going to spend eight hundred bucks for those. Yep, I think that's about where I was with my GNR edition. I got it got crazy so fast because you start looking at a pair of tickets at fifteen, sixteen hundred for Metallica and eight hundred for you're already at twenty five hundred dollars for two shows. And Guns N' Roses, I mean, I've, they've you're, been here four you're times the same in the songs, last year. Yeah. There's nothing new. So weird going to a rock concert and it's bougie. Mm, <laughs> right. Yeah, yes. I'm over here. And that's part of me. Yeah. Like, know your audience. It's the same thing Kid Rock shooting up the Bud Light and stuff, and Bud Light going, wow, well, we, we screwed this up because we don't. Know your audience. Bruce Springsteen's, you know, and now he's wearing suits because you have to. Uh, the jean jacket, you know, steel worker isn't going to spend $800, but evidently they do. Three nights of Bruce going for $1,000 a night, our ticket. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we're getting we're getting beat up. Because all those concerts yesterday, I got excited. I'm like, man, this is a great lineup. I started to look at it, and then I started to think, how much is this going to cost? Pick and choose. And sure enough, our mm-hmm. listeners and friends started to text going, man, oh, man, I can't see all this. And music lovers, that's why I love places like the Van Buren. And you know, yeah, really, marquee, really and you see stuff like that, and you're like, "No, last last show, I really went back and just had that beautiful feeling of music attacking the crowd." Was um, Royal Blood at Marquee because it was just so incredibly good and stripped down, and and it wasn't, it didn't break you, and you were entertained, and it didn't have to be nuts, and you accepted it for what it was, which was a night of music. That's how Parkway Drive was when I saw yeah. it at Marquee. Sold out, too, but awesome. it was a great show. Yeah. And that's how I felt with Yachtly Crew. I mean, it was just... <laughs> oh, well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Rather more fun than go, this better be worth two grand. Now, that's huge. That's a big hit. Yeah, but what are you going to do? Right, we keep we keep buying it, so capitalism kicks ass. I love capitalism, but there's a certain point where it's like, wait a minute, we may be taking advantage of this system. And you hate to say it's a you know, <laughs> the tip the hat. Well, oh, hey, look, we're paying for I, it. I, I, Jeez, I would do it. I'm not. I'm not acting like I would be against it. I might do the test run of seeing. Like yeah, when you said ten bucks a show, yeah. at Metallica, right? You'd ask. Well, what if it was twenty bucks a show? No, one would, you could go up to a hundred. A hundred dollars general admission, and it's just up to you. The, the lines would start two days before to get into State Farm State. It would be a chaotic fireman's nightmare to have all seventy thousand people standing outside. But they would sell that thing out every time at a hundred bucks GA, and and you know everybody's allowed in and doing whatever, and you'd kill it. But and I may, if I was one of those people, like, hey, let's do a one-time only. You know, the Savannah Bananas was not cheap, but it was general admission. Everybody gets in. Have fun. Do your thing. We're not killing you on pricing. And it felt good to watch baseball and have fun without sitting there thinking, okay, this just cost me a, a paycheck. It's crazy. But again, that's right. You know, it's, we keep buying it. They're going to yeah. keep raising the yeah. prices until until we blink. And we haven't blinked. We have not blinked quite yet. And they can have five or six years of farewell tours. <laughs> and they lie to you constantly. This is it. I swear to God, it's the last time you're going to see me. It's like, oh, I better go see on him. this side. I of would the hate to. I would hate to see 
uh, uh, him go through town and then not be back. And then um, an hour later, I'm coming back, Albuquerque. It's like, stop it, Ozzy. That's your 40th farewell tour. Yeah, what was No More Tours? Wasn't that 92? 92. Yeah. I have a T-shirt. <laughs> Ozzy's No More Tours. This is the farewell. And that was when he was getting weird and old then. Well, Ozzy's not touring anymore. This is crazy. Hell freezes over by the Eagles. Yeah. They've been in town 12 times since. Because they, they acted like we can't even get along. This is it. This is the last tour. Fleetwood Mac came through twice on their farewell tour. Kiss has been by saying goodbye to us eight times. In fact, so much so, last time, Gene Simmons on the mic, I swear this is it. <laughs> like, yeah. Because you've lied to me eight times about how you're never touring again. And what's Kiss doing? Touring! Oh, yeah. How many times has hell frozen over for the Eagles? Twelve times here in Phoenix. They came back within a year to do a, an arena show after they did uh, Sun Devil Stadium. Hell froze over twice. I was going to say, what was the explanation? Hasn't frozen over well, yet. Well, we didn't do it. hadn't frozen over in arenas. <laughs> stadium shows. They haven't stopped touring. Dude, dudes are dying in the band. Say, how many are left? Four? Yeah, they get four of them. Four of the seven, I like, think. We're still going. No, there's three of the seven. Oh, that's right. There's Henley three. Walsh yeah. and, uh, and Timmy Schmidt. Timmy, Timmy Schmidt. Schmidt. Timmy B. And he was only with them for one album. Right. Do they still have Vince? Epic. Is Vince Gill still touring yeah. around with them? It's still, yeah. it's, I don't even know what's going on there. And, you know, yeah. So what are you going to do? Uh, another thing that I love that's going on is baseball games are 30 minutes shorter this year than they've been in years. They're flying by. So uh, somebody made a point watching the Diamondbacks. I think it was uh, Brenly. He said, you know, this just goes back to the way it used to be. So when I played in the 80s, our games were like two and a half, three hours long. And he said, people just went, got to business. He goes, pitchers didn't want to stand on the mound yeah. all day, and hitters were in the box. Greg Maddox was notorious for yeah. the hour and 50-minute game. Right. He could burn a two-hour game. And he said, so it's it's not new. He said, it's just forcing them to play faster. Which we used to do. And he said, so it's given baseball back to what it used to be. And it is more fun to watch. I'm watching baseball a lot really more because it's just blown by. Uh, Diamondbacks and other eight other teams have decided because, and I noticed this at spring training, seventh inning cutoff for beer happened mighty fast. I was in two tall boys at this, and they're like, all right, fans, beer sales are suspended. I'm like, well, we got to go get more beer. And we would go load up in the seventh. Well, they just announced. You know, we're getting here a little fast. Eighth inning now. We're gonna. There's no nice. major. There's no major league baseball rule, right? That Dude says just doing that so that you got to drive home. Well, it, like they're concerned about. I know. They basically yeah, were. Yeah, because uh, you can go all. You can go to town right. the first couple. It of used to take two and a half hours to get to the seventh inning. Now it's taking like an hour and forty five minutes, and most people aren't crushing beer. So I guarantee you, in a week, they've already noticed our beer sales are a little dippy. Add an inning. Yeah, give them another. Yep. Give them another. It'll go to seventeen the end of the game. minutes, and, and eventually it's like drink all you want. It'll be a happy hour after the game. <laughs> we'll have you know <laughs> double pricing after the ninth, but you'll still do it. They never cared about your DUIs. They cared about liabilities, and there's no major league baseball rule that says they they have to suspend sales. So the Diamondbacks, I guess, read the fine print and were like, well, if we can sell it through the eighth, let's do it. These people are leaving in two hours. It's like a restaurant that's like, why does everybody only stay 15 minutes? we got to get some desserts in here. Uh, we, we need these people to sit and eat a little longer, uh, spend more money at least, while they're hogging up their one seat. So, yeah, baseball is now going to – you're right. By the end of the year, if that doesn't work, ninth inning, 
You can buy beer the whole time. Probably have fentanyl at the game soon because people are sucking that up so much. Well, they'll let you buy Bud Light all the way till the ninth inning, though. Ain't nobody you know, buying that garbage. <laughs> nobody buying that tranny fluid. Everything else, eighth inning. Bud, you can get it till the ninth. <laughs> yep. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> get it just poured out. <laughs> can I bring my gun and shoot it? Drink no twink light. Not no way. It. Tranny fluid. Uh, that And that has just gotten out of control, too. I got a great meme yesterday of Mr. Garrison on a Bud Light can after he turned into a woman on South Park, and I died laughing. I'm like, that's perfect. That it just says everything. Pass that one around. It's the silliest uh, of all the memes, and it's the best one. I love it. I like Bud Light still. If if you gave me a Bud Light right now, I am so secure in the fact that my dick isn't going to just jump off of me, or my brain's not going to change genders. You support it? Yeah, (laughs) figures. Tommy, you know what I support? (laughs) A free beer. You just handed me a Bud Light. I'm not gonna throw it at, at my get for, my, for people. If somebody said oh, you want to, if this? I went to your house and you're like, you want a beer? I can't do Brady right now. <laughs> I'm like, sure. What do you got? Bud Light. Like, okay. That's it. That's as far as I've gone with my protest. Okay. That's how it starts. And next thing you know, you're a twink. Next thing you know, you got a mouthful of Bud Light and wine. <laughs> I just don't get the fear of it. And you can't take a joke. Yeah, <laughs> it's an old joke. It's just so stupid. We've lost our minds. But yeah, it's uh yeah, Bud Light, they'll sell that all the way through. You can sell that till till you know the World Series ain't buying that garbage. <laughs> Give me a uh four peaks IPA. Thirty five dollars, please. That's better. <laughs> Show them twinks. <laughs> yeah, so I eighth inning now, you can drink all the way through the eighth inning in a ball game, which I find awesome. It's called personal responsibility. There's a guy at the Suns game we watch as much as we watch the Suns. And this dude is uh, the lady in front of us and her husband, Marcella and Paul. We have like a running watch party with this. Was he there when I took you to the game? The big fat guy that no. just drinks. And I mean, he is uh, he's becoming bigger and bigger by the game. I don't know where he gets his beers. They're all 44-ounce Super Gulps. What? And he comes. And they can pound him. Before the game, I see him at the beer garden. Drops a bomb. At his seat, we, we look over and like, there he goes. And Mark and I, my, my uh, cohort in uh, tickets, throws an elbow. He's, he's going. Every seven-minute mark of every quarter, he not just jogs, but I mean sprints up the stairs, comes back with two big boys. Drops for him. Them, for him. Drops them both. Second quarter, halftime goes and has another. Third quarter goes and has a couple Two more. Two sets, each one. When they suspend beer sales, he knows it. He comes back, double fisting, another set of giants. And Marcella is the lady in front of her. She's like, what? And she's from somewhere else. She goes, I don't know where he gets those. Like, this is the biggest beer I could get. And it was like 22 ounce. And I'm like, nobody knows where. I think he's bringing his own cups. I think and he's just, he just got. pours them all into there and he, goes back. Yeah. He is, kills it. And so I'm like, they can suspend beer sales all they want. This dude's just running up to the finish line. Getting as much as he can. And Are he, they lined in front of him in his seat? No, he drinks them. Oh, wow. He stacks the cups. So he doesn't. He this doesn't isn't stock a. Up. Like you would say, if I had seven 40 ounce beers, right. it's going to take me a minute. Yeah. Not for him? Any you can any? suspend beer sales all you want. The person that wants to drink eight beers before the fourth quarter starts is going to do in. it. He shows no ill effects running up and down those stairs. I mean, got to be bombed. He moved from our section. To a much cheaper section from last year to this year. And I think so it's just so buy more beer. Yeah. 
He has more beer money. So he'll run up them stairs, but I'm, he won't run up a treadmill. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Unless there is a beer on a stick hanging off his <laughs> head. Like yeah, he yeah, might yeah, do yeah, some yeah, pre-training yeah. before the games. He's doing no you training, know, off-season. There's no training. For the steps. Uh, the steps are his training and his exercise. It is amazing <laughs> to watch this. I keep waiting. We watch because we're waiting for this. You know, he's going to eventually turn into the rock from Indiana Jones and roll down the aisle. One of these. He's not going to make it up the stairs. Two, two solid years of watching this dude just haul ass up the stairs and come back, not spill a drop. He's a professional. Good man. So you can sit and say beer sales are seventh inning, beer sales are third quarter, and it's all over. The boozies find their way. And he spends... I can't imagine. Those have to be 25 bucks each. He spends a couple hundred bucks a game on beer. And, I mean, he is expanding. This dude's put on 100 pounds since we first saw him last year. He was big last year. And we all just, everybody's throwing elbows or tapping each other on the, look, 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 there he goes, there he goes. And the game can be, uh, you know, a buzzer beater, you know, we will watch him walk those stairs. That's the most entertaining thing that's going on at the game, this giant. Between that and the Chick-fil-A sandwich win. Oh, that, well, there's games within games at the Suns game. I'm having more fun doing that. You know, the game is fun. But. So you guys fan duel his beers? The we we, we actually did uh, one game try to come up with a betting system that, like, how many? But, uh, unfortunately, we just didn't pay enough attention, and it was there was a lot of uh-huh. there was a lot of controversy on whether or not we watched him go get two, whether he gave one of the beers to his, uh, his seatmate. There was a lot of voids. There's oh, also no. a guy who listens to us, and I have to bring him up. Uh, this is my fugitive moment, but uh, there's a one-armed man. That goes to the games is a big dude. And Mark and I are like, look at the one-armed man. He's in our section sometimes, and I've walked past him. He's like, Holmberg, what's going on? And we bump uh, one arms. And uh, he's always got a smoking hot lady with him. And it's different every time. Seemingly. I hope I'm not. I hope he's not in the car with uh, like his wife or something. But He brings arm candy he, with he him? He brings his single arm candy. And he, she sits to his left because, you know, otherwise she gets no affection. <laughs> But it is impressive. So one arm man, you know, this bud's for you, one arm man. Dude is crushing. And I mean, solid stuff. And not to be too bigoted, but I've got both arms. And it would be a struggle. I don't know what he's, I don't know what kind of game one arm man is. He has better seats than you? He moves around. Oh, he just picks them up. Maybe he's got three legs. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Three legs and a wallet in his one pocket. He gets to the disabled section, right? No, he, no, 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 no. <laughs> he's he's in good shape. He's plenty he's able. He's sitting in good spots. Yeah, but I mean, we find him. Mark will go. Where's the one-armed man? And it's, it's literally like we're Richard Kimball, one-armed bandit. Yeah, there he is. And who's he with today? Last time I saw him, he was with a beautiful black girl, and she's walking up and down the aisle like one-armed man is killing it. Tried to have fun with, you know, took Megan to the game. Like, hey, one-armed man, she didn't care. Because you can't really tell, how's one-armed man doing this? Like, she doesn't really care. That he's probably got a great personality. Oh, God, he's getting, you know, maybe. But then let's have more fun than that. Create a better story. I like Brett's story. He's got three legs. Yeah. He's got all his appendages. Tripod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He lost his arm trying to lift his dick. <laughs> It just fell off. Tore it right off. One Arm Man, I admire you so much. It's great. So hopefully, One Arm Man will be there. Playoffs start Sunday. It's very exciting. And they've announced the, the tip off is 5 o'clock Sunday. Suns Warriors. This is going to be a, uh, or Suns Clippers, I'm sorry. Uh, it's going to be an exciting 
Exciting. Double excitement because yeah. Paul George is out for the first game. Yeah. I mean, will he come back? Will the injuries be there? I mean, that's a that's a team that's got to get healthy to win, and they're good. So uh, last night's playing game with the Lakers and T-Wolves was kind of cruddy basketball. It ended up being very exciting with buzzer beaters. And, I mean, the epitome of clutch play in the end, uh, there was a, a three-point shot with .1 second left in the game to tie it. And uh, Mike Conley missed it, and Anthony Davis ran him over. So it was three free throws to tie with no time on the clock. And the first one just kind of trickles in. I was, I was, I, I wanted, uh, the Lakers end up winning the damn game. Well, the T-Wolves lost the game, let's say that. Hate the Lakers. So the playoffs are here, and they're fun. So it was the epitome of sports fun last night, watching that, and then thinking about the fat man and the one-armed man and the, yeah, it's great. We got some fun in that thing, so we'll see. I just hope the Lakers get trounced by Memphis. That's my only hope. I can't have I can't have the red carpet roll out for the goddamn Lakers and have LeBron and that weird looking Anthony Davis alien head get anywhere further into the playoffs and just bounce them, please, somebody. It would be great. You know, it would actually be really great if the Suns could eliminate them. So maybe if they got hang out with Jay it, Moore yeah. a little bit in the games yeah, here, have Jay pop by with his uh, <laughs> wife Jeannie Bus. Is talk about the charmed life the dude tolerated twelve years it of worked crazy out all right. Mary Jeannie Bus, and he's eating. Man, Jay is eating. We haven't talked to Jay for a while, but eating that'd be fun. He's got he... no reason to talk to anybody ever again. <laughs> he's Stedman. He's the Lakers owner's boyfriend. Come on. I'd blow Matt Ishbia. Hey, he's got a girl on the other end of this thing. It's because I've been drinking all that Bud Light. Uh, what do you got on the big uh, board of musical treats, Brett? Uh, wake up song time. Of course, it is brought to you guys by our buddies over at Action Ride Shop. Action Ride Shop is the place to be because it's mountain bike season. And uh, head on over there. They're going to hook you up with, uh, with the bike, the accessories. You got that old bike in the garage you need repairs on. They got the best wrenches in town. And they also do rentals. So, like, if you're not sure you want to, you know, jump into the crazy mountain bike realm yet, you can go over there and get the rental on. So, actionrideshop.com or head on over to. Uh, all their social medias, and they're over there located on uh, Southern and Gilbert Road. Uh, Lincoln Park in the list, Trivium, Static X, Metallica, Mastodon, Avatar, Stereo Mud, Herbie Hancock for Brady. Oh, right. It's Herbie's birthday. Is um, he still alive? I just look at Herbie's got to be dead. I think he's alive. Herbie's got to be dead. He'd have to be like late 80s, right? Yeah. And he was 83, and alive. He's, and he's alive. Herbie Hancock. And then we got all the, the, from the drug talk this morning, Shine Down, Save Me, Huey Lewis, I Want a New Drug, Manson, I Don't Like the Drugs, But the Drugs Like Me, uh, Ministry, Just One Fix. Just One Fix was a, a have, have to be. Do we have a little rocket? Yeah. Brady, Brady might start dancing. <laughs> he's going to start popping. I'll scratch her with my zipper. Yeah, this was this almost this was such an '80s thing. Like this only works when it happened. If Rocket came out today, it's laughable. <laughs> it's just so some kid in his bedroom. But this was a beast for breakdancers. Yeah, was it? Time. There was oh, so yeah. much more. And how things are made. Videos. Uh, oh. This was, uh, I remember when this came out, everybody had their weird alien shoulder pad shirts and crazy stripes, and they're like, like yeah, this is the future of music. I'm like, oh. Yeah, people went bananas over Herbie Hancock's rocket. And did he do anything else? He was a jazz guy. Jazz guy. I know, huge jazz, but... but, He was known in that 
Grammy winner. Not on yeah. the pop side. This Multiple is huge. Grammy winner. But like, could I name another Herbie Hancock song? No. But this one, man. This is so 80s. Rocket. Yeah. Don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, Brett. Pick one. I don't care. Let's do Ministry. All right. We're just talking one about, yeah. Great song. Just One Fixed by Ministry. We'll get it done. Uh, Very perfect. appropriate for today's conversation. Yeah, guys, like, I know you don't like country music, John, but the concert prices for country is uh, fair. It's to talk about knowing their audience. I don't know about that. I heard those Morgan Wallen tickets were like. You see, roof, to me, but... those are those pop country moments. Their festivals are pretty. What's uh, Country Thunder running, I wonder? Because in that this weekend, well, I think that's the big GA. You probably get a VIP pass for that too, but I'm GA for that. I can't be more than a couple hundred bucks, and it's days of. And then they'll have VIP packages, just like anything. But like days of uh, entertainment, I I guess you can call that entertainment. I call it country music, so it's more just a a curse or a prison sentence. Our guy Mark Randall's out there rocking it out. (laughs) Oh yeah, he's tearing it up. I'm sure, just inhaling all that dirt and. I'm just no, the listeners. The, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Right. Just the oh. people that are there. I don't. I don't know if it's on a dirt field or grass, but whew, it's, I, it's it's. Man, if there was an IQ test to get into a country show, there wouldn't be a ticket sold. Just ugh. I think that uh, because I saw that lady antebellum on the Beach Boys special the other night, and I just love that antebellum's a bad word. So they can't. So they just change their name to Lady A. I thought it would be more appropriate if they just said Lady A word, because it's like if you're too stupid to know that they didn't change anything. They just said we're not going to say the whole. It's Lady A now. Well, we know what that is. Lady Antebellum. It's it's just dumb people. Just loads and loads of dumb people. Boy, I hate country music. And if you need any reason why, I just uh, you're like John. They got to argue with you about country music, and I'll just. Johnny Shut up. Shut up and tell me I'm wrong. Because that sounds like all of it to me. He drinks Bud Light, though. <laughs> that's, that's the problem there. <laughs> and I like me. I kind of want to go fishing after I hear yeah, that dude, song. I don't. I just want to go uh, you know, run into a steak knife if you held it up. <laughs> no, thank you. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. Yes. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. I'll talk, I'll talk to you in a little while. <laughs> Mid-conversation. Oh, Shut up, Toledo. We're doing other stuff. <laughs> we'll uh, be right back. Yeah, we'll be right back, Toledo. <laughs> right after this message. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. It's just about that time for uh, Brady to give you all the news that only Brady knows. Is it Brady? We'll find out. I don't know. We're just listening Pretty to much. AI stuff. We'll find out about that later. We'll get into that in a little later this morning. Uh, but right now, it is Wings Day, and that's all you need to care about. Hooters has wings, and here it is again. It's back. Who, it's Wings Day, and Hooters is coming hard. Yeah. Didn't they get rid of that, and they brought it like that's the new It's back, coffee. baby. Uh, it's, they're coming hard with two specials to choose from. Buy 20 wings, get 10 free for dine-in or takeout, or get... All you can eat wings for just $20.99. Dine in only. Wings Day Wednesday only at Hooters. And they bring you this Brady Report. Brady reported. Good Wings Day morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. It's also National Grilled Cheese. I saw that this morning and knew it would grab your attention. Of course. I can't stop thinking about that joke yesterday. What? Is that, can't, you ever yeah. try to pry oh. open a grilled cheese? Yeah. 
<laughs> what, was the, what was the, I forgot the open of it. It was something about a woman, woman peeing. Yeah. How, why is morning? it hard for a woman to pee in the morning? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> why don't I remember that? <laughs> you don't want I remember to remember being You of all bad. people. Oh, yeah, no, that's, I don't like to think of those bad grilled cheese. <laughs> New York restaurants bringing back the uh, world's most expensive sandwich, grilled cheese sandwich, today. It's 214 bucks. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. It's, uh, the restaurant's called Serendipity 3. They're also known for the world's most expensive milkshake at 100 bucks. But the grilled cheese, you have to order 48 hours in advance. Uh, the bread itself has Dom, Dom Perignon champagne. Doesn't it have, like, gold flakes on it, too? Yes. Yeah. Truffle butter. Oh, that used to mean something as, as culinary experts Jesus. and then rap ruined it well you're gonna get it on that bread there was another thing i just learned the other day about a similar thing to truffle butter where a band uh, and it's a popular band and now i can't remember it but it was uh their name was basically the mix of butt juice and stuff oh and I'm like, I, that never dawned on me. But that's that. Well, who sang Truffle Butter? You're uh, Nicki Minaj. Isn't yeah, that's it? right, Nicki Minaj. You, yeah. Ooh, Truffle Butter. It's also a fancy Italian cheese. It comes from cows that can only be milked two months out of the year. Don't. And if you don't know what Truffle Butter is, just stick with the original. I must have a Go with this grilled cheese. Yeah, you don't. God, I can't remember what that was called. Like, it's not brown sugar, but. Oh, I can't remember what it was, but yeah. It's butt juice and, and yummy. Well, that's like what a butt juice is. Oh, I can't remember what that names the names of bands that are actually about anal. The results uh, of anal. Uh, Truffle butter, Brady. Couple of baseless fun facts. Penicillin, which was discovered in nineteen twenty eight, would have vanquished the pneumonia that killed millions of people during the nineteen eighteen influenza pandemic. Yeah. Would have helped out quite a bit. But that's true of all medicines invented yeah. after a disease. <laughs> like if they had COVID-19 vaccine before COVID, yeah, guess what? We wouldn't have had it. That's why it's a fun fact. Yeah. People around the world drink more goat milk than cow milk. Yeah, because there's a lot of poor people. 90% of Americans live within 15 minutes of a Walmart. 90%. Because they attacked all those little towns. They did. That's amazing. I remember when they came to my hometown in Bozeman at the time, which was 35,000 people maybe. Sholo, when I, when I had that place up there, I that put, was the place to yep. go. Put like, Kmart out of business in my oh, hometown. Kmart never stood a chance once Walmart and Target rolled into the same cities. There was a Kmart and Sholo out of business. There was? Oh, yeah. The riders you pulled in there off the 60 and... Two sixty. Where that kind of meat is now? Yep. Or whatever? Well, it was next to the safe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gone. A couple of things on this day in history. One hundred and sixty-two years ago on this day, eighteen sixty-one, the Civil War began, and Abner Doubleday, the inventor of baseball, fired the first shot in defense of the fort. Was that fort true? Sumter. Yeah. Not the first shot of the war, or first shot of Fort Sumter. The first shot in defense of the fort. Oh, okay. How about that? Doubleday, the inventor of baseball. Was on the walls. For which side? Defensive Fort Sumner. So that's the north. Uh, he's on the north. Yeah. yeah. So he hated uh, slavery, ironically, and then wouldn't let anybody play his game. No, he was uh, defending it. That's what I'm saying. 
He hated slavery. Oh, he was. Yeah. But he invented baseball for whites only. Ted Williams agreed with him. <laughs> yeah, and Ted Williams <laughs> kept that dream alive until <laughs> 1960. Keeping it old school. <laughs> Yeah, Teddy Teddy Baseball kept the Red Sox from having any of those problems Mm -hmm. until he retired. 96 years ago in 1927, 15 future Hall of Famers were on the field at the opening day game uh, between New York Yankees and Philadelphia Athletics. Wow. 67? In uh, 1927. 27 27 Yankees are all. You had Ty Cobb, Jimmy Fox, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, who went 0 for 3 in that game. Yeah. Hey, the whole the whole Yankee lineup is yeah, murders row. Murders row. Yeah. I mean, that's the greatest lineup in baseball history. Back in 2017, a woman uh, in California named Susan Porter was cited for unreasonable use of a vehicle horn after she honked at least 14 times as she drove past a protest. Uh-oh. She's been fighting the fine ever since. Bud Light <laughs> protest. <laughs> The what? The Bud Light protest? What, what no, no, it, it was in 2017. Oh, it was a while ago. She, uh, she's been fighting it in court, claiming that it resulted in her censoring herself by re- refraining from using the vehicle horn for expressive purposes. That's what, yeah, it's yeah, exactly that right. Her, it's, that's the it should intent, be her right? first amendment that she was allowed to honk the horn. Nonstop. It's not your First Amendment right to scream and the, disrupt the peace. The federal appeals court has just ruled that honking a car is not protected as free speech. Right. The court said that she should uh, there should be regulations on excessive horn use because it's basically what you described. Primary right. purpose is to alert others, traffic safety hazard, not to be expressive for First Amendment right. purposes. Not a nuisance. Which uh, the thing that's ridiculous that ridiculous about this. Is she's fighting this? She's been fighting it the whole time. Her citation initially, she goes to court. The officer that gave her the wrote her citation did not show up in court, so it was dismissed. Oh wow! But she wanted to continue to fight it. And yeah. Who she's knows what idiot. she spent spent in the last five years? That's weird. So it would have gone away. Would have gone away. Huh. Well, she's annoying. Right, we'll, one, we'll, 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 what uh, is that? It's my fault. Airdrop. She's here now if you guys want to talk to her. She's outside. Oh, here she comes. She's keep driving. Oh, yeah. I figured. Got a, new, got a new truck. That's a lot to say, lady. That's how she expresses herself, That's right. John. That's good. Keep Have driving. Have a great day, Susan. <laughs> well, uh, maybe we can we can talk about both of them now, the AI thing. The fir- oh, we'll get first into that later because okay. I want to play some stuff. Well, I've got an, a little AI story about uh, fortune cookie writing. There's a company that produces the fortune cookies, and one of them is replacing the writers with uh, AI. Yeah, I don't know who's a professional fortune cookie writer. That's a job that you knew was limited anyway. You ready to this? Freelance writers are paid up to 75 cents per fortune. (laughs) They churn out. But the one company is now experimenting with chat GPT to create those sayings. The co-founder of the company claims AI fortunes are virtually indistinguishable. Well, they're, uh, they're completely indistinguishable because yeah. you can go to ChatGPT on OpenAI right now and write four, just say write 400 fortune cookie fortunes. And Spits them out in seconds. And, he goes, the other thing is the good. time that we're doing it. But he goes, um, we'll see how. Why wouldn't you keep them doing it? What, what keep just, the ChatGPT? Yeah, free yeah. fortunes. There's zero reason 
for anyone. Damn computers put me out of business. Yeah, of course they did. You're, you're an idiot for thinking they wouldn't. <laughs> you write fortune cookies for a living. I mean, your job is limited at this point. Uh, here it is. United I'm, watch States. this. I'm going to write fortune cookies right now. Uh, how many do you need, Brady? Uh, give me three. You want three fortunes yeah. uh, immediately? Yeah. Let me see if I have my password in there and just chat GPT up some fortunes for you. Stamps are uh, have gone up to 66 cents. Is that right? Still using those. Are we banned here at the station from using... I yeah, to... did we get, we got an email on it a while back. It won't open. Pull it, Get off the oh network. God, I just right. did. Because I'm on it, too, and it's not allowing... Yeah, it wouldn't allow me on there, so our station is so afraid. Yeah, we got the email on it a couple days ago. <laughs> wow. All right, before we go, we will do it now. Yeah. Listen to this. Uh, oh, Toledo, okay. play the thing. This uh, My little novelty act is over. So long, Caliendo. The, uh, the the world of impressionists and our, our modest talent, <laughs> garbage. Listen to this. This is the scariest. And keep in mind, this technology didn't exist in January. It was just verbal at this point. It wasn't, it existed. It wasn't available to the general public. January. Listen to, just fast forward a little bit. Yeah, you can go right there. Generate or go back a, podcast, a little bit. I didn't like realize how far Let's get weird, folks. It's time to welcome our first guest to the show. This is a I've got to say, this podcast. is a big one. We've got none other than the CEO of OpenAI, Sam Altman, joining us today. Sam's been at the forefront of the AI industry for you years, and it's an honor to have him on the show. So let's give a warm AI-generated welcome to Sam Altman. How are you doing, Sam? I'm doing great, Joe. Thanks for having me on the show. Sam... This whole AI-generated podcast Neither thing is pretty wild. Of these are it's real. like we're living in the oh, future. Wow. AI you know? invented its Joe yeah, Rogan. It's definitely a strange yeah, invented the, it. the world. The Let's intro, he says, yeah. I'm just it's telling you, this Let's is not weird. me. Yeah, this, yeah. Here yeah. it is. Here's him explaining Rogan what it is. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train my day, Joe Rogan Podcast. Ask the AI to do a Joe Rogan Podcast with the Ladies inventor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first episode of the Joe Rogan AI Experience. I'm your host, Joe Rogan. Or at least that's what this AI model thinks I sound like. Let me tell you, folks. It's crazy. This is some next-level stuff we've got going on here today. Every single word of this podcast has been generated with the help of ChatGPT, the cutting-edge AI language model developed by You know how many words it needed AI. to get Joe Rogan's voice? I am not the real Joe Free. Rogan. Well, Come let on. Let me repeat it once more. I am not Joe Rogan, and the guests are not of the people they portray. This is purely fiction. Just for fun, so don't go around making little clips for your yeah, It's TikTok. the scariest thing in the world. That is just horrifying. Jesus. I mean, and, and I talked to Callie Ender yesterday. I'm like, just seeing, he goes, oh, I saw it. Like, <laughs> we're both like, ah, this is, what are we busting our balls for with all this stuff? Yeah, exactly. And he said, I saw it. He goes, this has to stop. And I'm like, yeah, but the toothpaste out of the tube now. Right, exactly. Like, you can't stuff that back in. Yes, people need to regulate it, and yes, you can use someone's likeness. But one thing that's been invented in the last... 90 days, which I guess is right after the the verbal stuff, something AI invented by being asked to invent it is protect this from being discoverable. So there's no way that you can identify that it's computer generated through some sort of coding or anything. Some, some super internet sleuth would have to go deep to go, okay, this isn't him, which means if this is the very first uh, generation of this technology – What's going to happen with politics, especially? That's why Musk is like, hey, hold off on right. this thing for a while. It's, it's I mean, good. again, seven months ago, we didn't have this as a population. We didn't have the ability to write the fortune cookies. We didn't. Could it, you do a side by side, Toledo, find the 
a regular Rogan podcast. I'm just the curious. only difference uh, is it's, it's a lot cleaner. Well, it's like it's, it's a little it's, bit it higher calmer. pitched. It's perfect. The yeah. voice is perfect. Yeah. It's just the cadence is a little bit more uh, computer uh, sounding. Like, I wouldn't say computer sounding as much as it is just kind of monotone, stagnant. It has a yeah, almost a sterile a flavor to it. to it. That's not you know Joe Rogan's life is not. But you wouldn't know if I played you that and be like, listen, Joe Rogan interviewed the guy who invented AI. You'd be like, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a safe episode because it's not going to go down any crazy roads. But that is, imagine, and that's the first go. It just told it like, hey, give me a Joe Rogan podcast. Here's the voice you need to emulate. Three words. It had it. That's crazy. By the way, our USPS uh, postal service is still losing money. Yeah, it's not a twenty April of twenty twenty two. Biden signed legis- legislation providing the USPS with about fifty billion in financial relief over a decade. Yeah, they reported net losses of more than ninety billion since two thousand seven. Congress also forgave a ten billion dollar COVID treasury loan. Jeez. In 2020. Eh, don't worry about that 10 bill there. <laughs> the mail is definitely not, uh, they, they missed the boat. The first class mail revenue increased $95 million. I don't even know if I have stamps. I don't. I don't I, I'll go to that. like Circle K and buy yeah, one if I absolutely have to. Yeah, yeah. Same here. We were talking, and uh, when's the last? I think you mentioned this before. You actually still write checks. I haven't oh, written. Yeah. I haven't written an actual check, and I don't know how long. I don't have. I any don't checks. know where mine are. You yeah, don't? I don't know where I, mine I, are. I, I, I kind of. I had to like do checks. one on Saturday. You like them? I had to yeah. find them. Yeah. Why? I still like paying online. I don't know. Something about like just the well, it's your transactional. Yeah. yeah, I got issues with like breaking into my stuff, and so you even mail, though you do it with a phone or with so a you mail to, stuff all the time. Oh, yeah. then. I don't. Yeah, I got a person who does that. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. I got a house manager. A uh, well-paid house manager takes care of the checks and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, checks are... I write them to my uh, yard guy every Thursday. Huh. Even those, like the Pest Guy has like a Square app now. Yep. And or you or just Venmo. pay it online. Or you Venmo, just go yeah. to your portal yeah, and yeah. pay it. Yeah. It's crazy. I still write checks. We had a trans- I have stamps. I guess I have stamps because there is stuff getting mailed out. You have to. I mean. yeah. We had a transgender individual that identifies as a female... Reportedly broke down into tears after being punched in the testicles by the TSA agent <laughs> at JFK Airport. Wow. <laughs> That's the individual goes by That's the name the Mara. I don't think that being trans is the problem as much as it is a TSA guy decided to play, you know, speed bag with a guy's genitals, not knowing. Is that Bud Light getting involved again? Hey, twink, you're not getting on this plane, you jackass. <laughs> Take that. She posted on TikTok, I believe. Oh! Hi, so a TSA agent at JFK Airport punched me in the genitalia, <laughs> yelled at me for having a penis, humili- humiliated me in front of everyone after I told him, please stop. Stop punching me in the balls. How does that go and now yelling she says, at you for having a penis? Yeah. How dare you? Stop hitting my ball, pussy, please. <laughs> oh, he followed you me. You shut up. I ain't letting you on this plane. Quit I'm hitting me in the ball, pussy. Here's your Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Why did he punch her? Him. I don't know. And then she said he followed me into the women's bathroom and began talking to me about uh, about me to a coworker while I sobbed in the stall. Right. Well, and then, on hormones. Uh, she was probably. crying and she. Yeah, the problem is not. She said she yelled at me for having a penis and that. That was a woman. 
It must have been. She just says TSA agent. Yeah. So I haven't seen them. Well, you said she yelled at me for having a penis. The TSA agent, oh. I assumed, yeah, oh. yelled at me uh, for having a penis. And, and then she says, my balls hurt so bad. <laughs> That's my favorite thing <laughs> yeah. that a, a person in a dress can say. Oh, I got punched in the balls. That's great. And, and I don't understand... Like, look, you can make this a trans rights issue, but really what it is is a TSA agent punching somebody in the nuts. They shouldn't have that uh, authority. What do you got in here? What's this package here? That's my balls. Oh, really? Let's take a (laughs) guess. You'll be crying in a second if that's not drugs. And speaking of junk, researchers in Denmark asked 200 men how big their junk was. And found that the average guy exaggerated more by more than twenty percent. The average answer was seven point one inches. All right. But previous research has found the real average in Denmark is actually under six, five point eight five. So they say it's twenty one percent bigger when they about the length of your uh, Apple iPhone twelve. Which is why I'm always happy when I get a good one. I put my phone next to it and. See how far I go past it, and I feel good about myself. Because sometimes you get a bad one, and you're the size of the phone, and it's sad. I always have my phone handy just in case a spontaneous erection happens. By the way, how tough is the job of TSA now when you're supposed to look for people in, like, outfits and disguises? And and then with the trans thing, you're like, ah, should I say something? Like, this person doesn't look like this isn't... And, and this, she also says not she doesn't want the TSA agent fired. But I'm sorry, the guy should be fired or girl, whatever, for taking a slug and you, yeah, you know, punching your junk. I mean, that's what's tough. that about? Uh, you're not supposed to wear like uh, costumes or disguises or outfits in the airport. And so, where's that line get drawn? Like, if I showed up at the airport dressed as a chick, you can't pat me down in the old honey hole region. And I could probably understand maybe the yelling at the bathroom was like, hey, you're a man. You're going into the women's bathroom. Right. Well, you don't punch somebody in the but, nuts. You just, yeah, uh, no, but that's after even, the fact. Right. You never. You, you don't even punch a tranny in the balls. That's just, you, you, you keep your hands off another man's pills, no matter if they're in a dress or not. And then I'm thinking, you know, some of the TSA agents, too, um, from other countries. Yeah, they're not as accepting. That's a good yeah. point. If you're internationally traveling as a transvestite, might want to tame it for a minute. Not everybody's as woke as we might be. You know, if you're flying from Austin to San Francisco, you can have your dick out. Nobody's going to even say anything. But if you're going over to, like, Riyadh, you might want to put a pair of jeans and a T-shirt on. Yeah, Roberta, you better go back to Robert (laughs) for the day, you know? Better better match your ID. That's all I'm saying. So your name is uh, Jeff Alexander. Yes, it is. All right. Oh, my ball pussy. Some guy in Edmonton, Canada was... uh, Ball pussy? I think yeah. that is a good one. <laughs> yeah. It's just a fat cat. I just picture a big round cat. This guy was going for a jog in Edmonton, and he was going through this park area and noticed the highway art. It's called the Talus Dome. It's a picture of the Talus Dome. And he heard noises hmm. coming from the inside of the Talus Dome. Finds out some guy decided to scale it. Got lost in it, fell in it, and can't get out because what there's no gaps. It's there's a bunch no of door? giant, looks like giant uh, steel balls that yeah. are welded together. How do you get in there? It costs six hundred grand. They paid this artist out of uh, California, Benjamin Ball, and his uh, oh. partner Gaston Nogues. And uh, the guy 
climbed on top somehow, got trapped. I mean, fell through the big enough gap, but it's so tall, he can't get back up. You can't climb the balls. So firefighters had to come out here, and the guy happened to be jogging by right when the fire trucks were there, and they basically had to... You heard a guy well, screaming. Well, the ball's open. In the metal ball pit. Yeah. And, like, he's, and then he became uh, claustrophobic and panicked a little bit. And he's running around like a mouse trapped yeah. in a bucket. You don't want to be trapped in a pile of balls. They got Unless you out. work for KDKB. That's the only thing. No, yeah, I mean, the, they have that. Uh, that's a game they play at all their events. The KDKB trapped in balls pit. It's a ball pit of just scrotums. <laughs> This is interesting. Uber is being accused of tracking. We should make one of those, like a McDonald's ball pit of actual like ball like balls, and just watch KDKB. Just what's going on, guys? They never come down the hall. But if we had that, we're just playing in our big ball pit. Do you mind if I get in the ball pit? We didn't get 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 a bunch of those Tommy testies. We didn't get any. Loads and loads of Tommy (laughs) testies, and we just flopping around in the hallway until they come come down. What's going on down here? You dive into the pit. You get into the ball pit. And, and you, you see just... if you can find little dots on the on the bags. <laughs> they'd be under there. <laughs> little lumps on the bags. For hours, they'd be under there. Where'd he go? <laughs> Got one! That KDKB DJ's been in there for a day. I haven't even seen him. He hasn't come for air. Oh, are you? Yeah, I know. The pause, the pause <laughs> was on purpose, Brett. Yeah. The pause was on purpose, Brett. Brett caught me. Brett caught me. Don't flash all of my secrets. Let the magician act. Uber is being accused of tracking people's battery life and charging more when they're low at low power. A newspaper in Brussels <laughs> tested it by booking the same ride with the same place with two different phones. One had 12% battery life on it and the other had 84%. Uber knows my battery? The one uh, with That's, plenty of power got do. charged $18.10. The one that had 12% battery got charged $19.00. And 16 cents, about 6% more. Are they allowing him to charge during the ride? But they only tested it once, which is... Oh, that's not a very good it. test. Yeah. It could have been a dollar difference. But this Google. isn't the first time Uber has been accused. In 2019, they also were accused of charging based on battery life. They admit they can see how much battery you have. No kidding. It claims it's only so the app can switch to low power mode when it needs to. Hmm. So that's in the user agreement with Uber is that they're in there. I well, you all know that, but yeah, I was in Chicago at the World Series. I was down to one percent, and I could not find my driver. And he's calling me, and I'm like, "Dude, you're you're going to destroy gonna my go. life. I, am, go. I have to go all the way to the West Loop, and I'm at Wrigley Field, and it's after the game, and I have one percent, and I'm standing next to his car. It wasn't the same car that was on the Uber." Oh, it was, and I look in there and I see the guy on the phone and I tap on the window and he's like, ah, you said you had an outback. What is it? Oh, no, I wrecked that a long time ago. Get in. Like, okay. 1% died in the car. Prada's catching some heat because they have a new dress out. It's $3,650. It's being mocked for resembling a travel lodge towel or a spare curtain. Here's your $3,600 dress. Oh. And they said they're sold out. The potato sack. Yeah. Curtain. It was hideous. But it's Prada. Okay. Let's get to some radio videos. What the hell is this? Just a sack of uh, curtain material. That... Get that for uh, 
idea for a mother's, yeah. mother's they must day. have straight designers working at the <laughs> yeah. product now. Yeah. I mean, it's like if that, you and I designed yeah. <laughs> Brad, I need you to design a dress. <laughs> no here, problem. Here you go. <laughs> well, it's just wrap curtains around a lady. Yep. <laughs> First video is a couple of guys on a, it's one of those standing merry-go-rounds. It's, you can hang on it and spin it around. So okay. two boys got together to spin the other two around as fast as they could. Oh, fun. This is going to result in vomiting or maybe a head trouble. Mais là encore, hein? Oh, this is one you hang on. This is a bunch yeah. of frogs. Oh, these spinning frogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, think, I think that's insensitive. <laughs> one down, and here goes one. Oh! One of them flew off. Pop! And went the weasel. Anus into a pole. Oh. Anus bag. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Transgender says Oh, Jesus, God. Oh, the kid in yellow? No! Oh, oh my nuts and anus. That's a fissure. Wow. Yeah, Kaz Matsui says, how does yeah, it feel? Yeah, hold my beer. Oh, God, put some foam around it. He's going in. Just right in the macaroons. I think, it's I think the bar bends. Sacre bleu. <laughs> oh, my Jesus. Next one's a little league game. Big Curtis is going to call a shot here, going okay. up to bat. Oh, he's pointing out. Babe Rusta. Oh, fat. This kid is fat. <laughs> oh, jeez. Come on, Curtis. Come, Come on, Curtis. Curtis. Let's go, Curtis. Let's go, Curtis. Curtis. Let's go, Curtis. Let's go, Curtis. He hit a foul ball about a foot. Runs him down. What the hell kind of tr- coaching is this? Wow. Curtis, that was a foul ball. And Curtis died of a heart attack. Curtis, out of breath. Curtis yeah. hurt himself. Curtis hurt <laughs> himself. Of course he hurt himself. Look at him. Got Curtis had wrist. a heart attack immediately after that. Oh, that's great. Come on, Curtis. <laughs> the next one is if you're finding that your Amazon order is uh, delayed or your Chinese jerseys that you ordered. <laughs> sure. They're late. This is the reason why. All right. There's a big the cargo oh, ship. There goes the cargo oh, ship in some heavy weather. The whole boat just basically spills. That's merch. So I'm not going to get that thing, that uh, camera for my ears? <laughs> you can seem like they're uh, maybe jerseys overstacking those a little. No, it's a system. Is it? Yeah, it's very rare. There's okay. a, it's worth the loss. All right. By the way, Brady, good fortune is on its way to you, but it will require you take action and seize the opportunities that come your way. Also, That's a Brady, good one. your kindness and generosity will be repaid tenfold in the near future. Keep spreading positivity and goodwill. We don't need writers for fortune cookies anymore. But those Finally. could have already been written before. I mean, like, who knows? Nobody knows. Well, I'm saying it's nobody knows what fortune. You read it and you forget about it. And nobody cares about yeah, fortune exactly. cookies. So why are you paying anybody to write them? Where's my cookie, bro? Sometimes put the, the paper in it. Sometimes the greatest lessons in life come from the biggest challenges. Stay strong and persevere through obstacles that come your way. And throw so, yeah. in some lottery numbers after yeah. that. So, yeah, you got to just toss in a couple lottery numbers. You can just you can hire a guy to do that. 75 cents a cookie. I just saved them, uh, you know, a couple bucks. All right, Brett, ready to go. All right. Uh, Are we mild today? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, okay. Right. Kind of. Running the mild sauce. We'll, uh, oh, not that one. All right, we'll start with this one. We always talk, we always talk about the, the smoke shows walking into a restaurant and stuff. Well, this guy kind of yeah. gets caught. Watching a hot girl wandering. Mm-hmm. All right, is he with us? 
He gets it. Oh, his wife just <laughs> just starts beating him. But I mean, come on! How can you not? It was worth the smack. That's interrupting everything. Oh my god! That lady walking to—he's Asian, so that's like a smoke show Asian girl. And, I'm surprised uh, they didn't have to digitally blur out his erection. No, oh. <laughs> his wife just hits him right at the table for peeking because she knows. One of those ones you got to, you know. Watch out when you're riding your bike. Got a moped on the sidewalk. He's riding along. Staying with traffic. He's behind the car now. Oh, and then he rams it. They hit the brakes, and the bike was right in the back of the car. What are you doing, boy? (laughs) Why is it funnier when they're foreign? Because it's, you know, it makes us feel better as Americans. Oh, bruv. Blew out their back window, though, with his face. All right. Oh, big girl. Big girl on a rock climbing jump. Oh, bungee jump. Oh, Oh, it's a big girl bungee. I don't like this. That's not as bad as you think. And she's not as big. I think the coat's adding weight. She looks puffy. All right. Maybe average. Oh, she just, no no fear. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Right into a wall. Or a... I don't know what where the part is. It's not as bad as you think. Yeah, I was going to so say, Brett, the... that's a woman plunging to her bad. death. Come on. From about 85 on, feet. That ain't much. No, she skidded to her death at There's the end. How do they not 12 to 15 feet too much bungee. <laughs> it's an 85 foot fall and a 100 foot rope. But I forgot it's Brett. Okay, who's next? <laughs> She's all right. Her coat all was right, fat. 50% off. Maybe yeah. not get the guys that set up on an overpass. Yeah, no, that's probably. <laughs> discount bungee jumping is your first mistake. <laughs> Pay top dollar for your bungee jumping. And this one was entitled uh, Flying Car. Oh, boy. <laughs> there it is. All right. What is that? A Camaro? gas station? Camaro, yeah. yeah. The guy gassing up at a Camaro. Oh, it's a nice Camaro, too. He's getting his gas, hanging out. And I'm guessing a car is about to land on everyone at the gas station. It's quiet. It's going to go right by. Yep. Business as usual. Right. The old gas station. Oh, a- oh, my God. <laughs> yep, it's mild. That's mild, all right. You son of a... You know why it's mild, <laughs> Brady? The wipers go. Yeah. <laughs> it's mild because half the guys still standing yeah. up. Wow. The other no blood half. and guts. No, well, no yeah. because it, oh, it's not yeah. a squishing like yesterday. And the dude's wearing a safety vest, which is ironic. Well, he's got to be seen. Yeah, no, he's seen, all right. And Whoa! I've never seen... Nothing s- like a Yukon to the mug. <laughs> Like why? Wow. What happened? Like there's that Camaro is ruined. First three courtesy <laughs> of uh, Crandall, it. and that one from Rico. <laughs> so oh, thanks, guys. God. <laughs> Mild. What is what is harsh to you? You're like Yesterday a Thai waiter. Harsh. <laughs> Yesterday, the guy deucing and then getting uh, the juicy fruit head. No, that, that, yeah, was, that was that was harsh. harsh. I feel like you're the guy at Pink Pepper that tells me, "Oh, it's not so hot." You see the videos I watch every <laughs> My day. My eyes are like, bleeding anymore. It's Jesus Christ, bro. All right. Guys, nice, pumping gas. Just having a nice day. You know, we all go through nice it. Day. Stand there pumping gas, having just an average day. You never know when a GMC Jimmy's going to take half you <laughs> off. <laughs> what the? F- all right. So I, I got uh, chat GPT kind of hung up here. I yeah. said, write three darkly comic fortune cookie fortunes. It's okay. taking them a minute. First one, your fortune is, is as bright as a black hole. No. Second one, your enemies <laughs> will soon realize the error of their ways, but unfortunately for them, it will be too late. Oh, Jesus. These are kind of dark. <laughs> it's still right in the third yeah. one. 
It's not fortune. Right. For, you know, the chat GPT is more positive. Misfortune cookies. Till it's not. Man, oh, man. All right. Well, that that Joe Rogan thing is just frightening. Me. Yeah, I, I, I put that out on, on Twitter. I'll put it on our Facebook. Because how do you uh, stop it? it? Like, I understand the lawsuit to say, that's my likeness. You can't use that in case I'll sue you. Well, Rogan's the one that tweeted that no, out. I, no, 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 no. I, so I get I, that out. I get that he's making a point. Yeah, yeah. But how in the world do bad people not just say, oh, here's Dick Toledo on the phone uh, telling me he's right. going to kill me? That's crazy. You know, I mean, how do you? I, it, the, the first Liam thing. Liam Neeson will have five new movies. Right. The first thing, and I don't, what's the point of doing a Liam Neeson impression when the computer will do it just <laughs> right. as good immediately? There's no reason for me to continue on with my job. You know, people always thought that, you know, broadcasting was going to go the way of the dinosaur because of technology and everything else. Well, it's not. Technology is going to kill all broadcasting uh, by making it so you can say three words and it'll do a show for you. It's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, the likeness thing, bad people will use it. I understand that, like, you know, nobody's going to say Brady is going to do, hey, it's Brady from Mein Kampf. You're not going to have. That'll be obvious. But somebody saying, I'm going to set you up for something, and especially politicians going, we have him on tape saying blah, blah, blah. And then it's just enough to get it out there to make, look, the 50-50 belief system that we've got in our public uh, persona now of what's real and what's not. Now you actually have things that are completely fake that you can't tell. The next election is going to be. How many times are we going to hear an AI tweeted that? That wasn't me. Oh, every time. Oh, like every time. You're, oh, we got hacked. AI did it. And yep. that's why I said the thing about the Jews. <laughs> AI <laughs> hates those Jews. <laughs> but bad people will use it to get to gain against people in front of them. And not only that, like, you think, you know, the shooters are, like, bad people can destroy your life from that. Like, bad people will use this for their gains. Good people will use it for writing fortune cookies and goofing around. It's It's scary. And it didn't exist before Thanksgiving of last year to us. Now we've got hold of it. It's horrifying. Brady has a story because his brother's in town. Another rose-colored glasses have been scratched a little bit story. Uh, We'll get into that in moments. He wants to share a bogan revelation. As he ages, he realizes that the bubble wasn't as clean as he thought. And it gets funnier every time. Have you gotten into it with your brother? His brother told him a story about the family. Awesome. Brady's learning. Does it involve Cuba? You no. know, we, we've taught him a few things. His dad was in the Cuban Revolution. Yep. His aunt tried to have sex with him in a hot tub once. Uh, he was almost raped at a bread concert. <laughs> and there's a lot of... The neighbor of, wasn't a kindly right. weirdo you thought yeah. he was? The old man in the window naked, staring down at his sister multiple times. Should have had the police called on him the first time. But, you know, Valderie Valdera has to eventually... All good people, man. All good people. <laughs> You just can't have your childhood get stained. Well, we're going to try again. You have your uh, your your one family member that laid down with a gardener, which is still one of the highest uh, requested best of bits. It's Brady realizing that we had to tell him, I think your uncle might have been gay. No, he just had a nap with a gardener. All right. Well, this story's about him. He's in, uh, he's in on this next one. Uh, what, was it, what was the name? Were we using names? No names? He's deceased. Uncle Jack. Uncle Jack. The man who laid with his gardener. 
And was never questioned about it. God damn this. More man. of a fascinating story. Questions. That's not fascinating. That's pretty cut and dry. No, I'm talking the one. Oh, the new one. Yeah. Okay, we'll find out. Uh, a Bogan Revolution coming next. That's 98. There goes your Brady Report. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. And as you uh, longtime listeners know, and all you KSLX folks who are coming in from the ChatGPT show, <laughs> we, uh, we welcome you. <laughs> the, 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 the hordes. KSLX folks. Well, nobody likes change. That's why I always give it to the poor. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Brady is a person who's got a, a very unique background in that he grew up in a very white bubble in Ohio uh, called Upper Arlington. And the bubble is beautiful. I've been there. I loved it. I thought it was a beautiful place. It was a utopia for cleanliness. And uh, I, I don't know. It just seemed like a very nice place to grow up. It also had a lot of dark secrets, like most bubbles. Uh, they're hidden secrets. Uh, for instance, the story of Brady's neighbor standing nude in the window quite often. And a uh, few times, a few times I had conversations like conversations where uh, strangers from other countries lived at Brady's house. And Brady thought that was a completely happy, normal thing until his sister actually said in front of you, I believe it was horrible. We had to put a stop to it. You thought your dad was OK with it. It didn't affect me. I, I asked your dad. I'm like, were you OK with all these strangers living in your house? Not really. Like, well, why didn't you stop it? Well, Bunny's like a moving train. <laughs> like, he just wouldn't question it. So the family was designed to not really question the absurd. Correct? And looking back on that, I think that was, uh, I think the toughest part where what Dad was talking about was some of the foster kids. Oh, sure. You had drug the addicts living on your roof. Uh, adults yes. were great. Yeah. Well, and he loved that. Again, that was his deal, though. You had. It had to come to a stop because of the guy watching your sister get ready for school too many days in a row, according to your sister. I don't remember that. <laughs> talking about, this is what I'm talking about, Brad. Talking about Samat, maybe? Yeah, was Samat? he would smoke and then come back in the house and stand in the doorway and watch her get ready. And I asked her because I asked questions. You guys never did. That made sense because I had moved downstairs right. to the bedroom there. I said... Were you comfortable with these strange men living in the house? She goes, absolutely not. I begged my mother to put a stop to this. <laughs> this man stood in the doorway. She was gone after that. I had most of it. Either way, it made her horribly uncomfortable as a teenage girl to have some guy going, how are you doing today? I mean, I don't know. You, you know what? Yeah, after so many, you're, you're going to have one bad one. All right. Samad was the guy. And then the other one that did all the drugs in your house or sniffed the that glue. That was the foster. Ended up on the roof. You have stories. Walt Ducey is a saint now. The pregnant girl, Edie. Why oh, is no, this, that was Jana. Yeah. We had yeah. uh, two pregnant. Why yeah. is this not a Netflix series? Yeah, because mean, the he won't write it down, Brady. Because then you have to scratch the scab. <laughs> because he always comes up with a new one. Right. So it's like you, you, it's endless. His father was in the Cuban Revolution. <laughs> There's a lady who is about Brady's age who looks he just like your Brady. People a little bit, Brad. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he set up Pete from Chicago. Yeah. All right. a golf game with Jack Nicklaus. And the stories nice. are endless. From a man who's like pretty clean upbringing, everything was pretty normal. Like wow. And then I'll hear a story like, what the hell happened there? And I ask a few questions and everybody's like, I never really think of it that way. I'm like, because he didn't want to scratch the scab. Uh, your Uncle Jack. Yeah. Uh, I think I was the one that kind of convinced you that this was a gay liaison. 
Where he no, was, you didn't convince me. Well, you were fighting so, me on like, it pretty heavy, and then now you don't. It was definitely not the war. Uh, you know, wasn't one of the duties of the gardener. It wasn't something the family was comfortable saying. And I didn't hear was, about this until right two or three years. It ago. It was hidden. To, well, it was longer than that because we talked to your dad about it years ago on the air. Oh yeah, oh, no, Jack. five years ago, and it was a lot of yeah. denial going on that Jack laying down with the with the landscaper. Well, he knew it wasn't right, but my dad would always say. Well, they've just taken a nap. Right. And, he didn't he, want to. He, he never went back. Right. He never. Question. There's no questioning. Yeah. Because then you scratch the scab. And you don't want to do that. And you don't want to see Jack in the wrong light. I don't know if I could talk to my brother about that. Like he's laying with well, the uh, how scout leader. This is what I'm saying. If I wandered in on you laying with the gardener in bed, taking a nap. Uh, Brady, again, we've talked about this. If Al Smith. Yeah. Uh, and your guy, too. Yeah. Al does our yards. Amazing man, but he'd be like, hey, uh, Johnny, uh, uh, you know, uh, month in month, you got to give me the check. I'm like, well, come on in, Al. Let's get, write you a check real quick. Yeah, you know, I'm bushed. Could I lay down with you for a minute? Uh, you know what? I'm bushed too, Al. Let's, let's spoon on the couch. Guy who cuts my yard. That is an immediate red flag. It is, but at question. the time, uh, if I'm nine years old. No. You might not know what's going on. Oh, he's just napping with the... Guy, the, the gardener they've known for years or whatever. You've seen the different strokes with Gordon. He Trump. realizes it after the fact. Right, Dudley, then I would want to talk right. to Jack, but Jack had already passed away. <laughs> Dudley and Arnold went into the bike shop. Yeah, with Carl, with the big guy, yeah, with the big guy. Yeah, and Arnold recognized at a very early age something ain't right here. Yeah, just want you guys to know I'm uh, making some popcorn. <laughs> yeah, because we're getting ready for this time. next one. So this is another story because Brady's brother's in town, and every time the family comes in town, the pink glasses get a little clearer. And unfortunately, Brady's history gets a little dirtier, and I, for one, love it. Brady, tell the new story of Bogan Revelations. Okay, uh, so it involves my Uncle Jack and Aunt Joanne. Uh, oh, wait, before you get into that. Yeah. Also, an aunt that called Brady... Uh, Chunks. Chunks. And Aunt you, Mary. And we had to convince you Richie that was Pooh. mean. <laughs> and you said, it was in love. I'm like, you don't yeah. call a, a young... Still calls me Chunks. I know, and it's still mean. Uh, and then also uh, the <laughs> aunt that got Aunt Luann that got naked with you in a hot tub at a family event. <laughs> had a couple glasses of wine. It and doesn't. It there's was, no excuse the for it. family was... Everyone was there. I know. Makes it worse. Uh, Nudity at a family event I is bad. I did the right thing with my cousin Jeff. Who's her son? We got out of the hot tub. It's time. Stop soaking. Do you Jeff remember? Was used to that. With do you remember yeah. that morning? How hard he thought <laughs> oh that that wasn't God, unusual. Yes. yes. And also that he said she had a very nice figure. Like he enjoyed that it for a few insane. seconds. This is insanity. Yeah. Oh, it gets worse, Brett. No. Oh. So help us out. And this is courtesy of Tom, your brother, who's in town, right? Yeah. My my. I think my sister was the first to All right. be contacted because our cousin. So Uncle Jack. And Aunt Joanne had two lovely daughters. They were older than me. Yep. Um, and they just found out. Just uh, now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, because they were contacted. Both Joanne and Jack are dead. Okay. But all of a sudden, um, they get a call from a... Not the dead people, the kids. They get a call from uh, a man. <laughs> I'll help out. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. They say, by the way, I think... I'm your stepbrother. Okay. 1961. Yeah. Joanne was a nurse at a hospital uh, working with uh, working for a doctor. Right. And oh. artificially inseminated by the doctor. What? 1961. All right, here's where 
Here's where <laughs> Here's my first, questions start first popping. Question. I, I probably have the same question. Okay, good. Because I, I don't know Because I ran that, that by Tom. Yeah. But the, the, the deal was they were artificially Well, Jack was gay. He wasn't having sex right. with her. There's one part of that. It's <laughs> <Right. laughs> one part? God damn it. There's where's so the many layers? The second Well, the second question I had, well, because yeah. my brother was like, that's unheard of in 1961. Yeah. They really weren't no. doing that so much. And I go, well, was it artificial insemination or was there something Insemination. Yes. Or, yeah. <laughs> straight up. Yeah. And he says no because the sun was, you know, again, that's what they were told. But and sold. Yeah, been right. sold. Either way, the two girls there, you know, were just Joanne was the mother, right. but Jack was not the father, and they're just now right. finding this out sixty years. So who raised the kid? Joanne, oh, the the the, the boy, step boy. I, evidently, another the doctor, the doctor and his wife. So it was the doctor's son. Yeah, and he's dead. <laughs> well, that doesn't matter. So yeah, how it's did the doctor's these... son? So it would be like. Older than these two kids? He's around. I don't know about that. Did they ever notice their mom was pregnant and there were still only two of them a few months later? No, the kid, you got to understand, she was, you know, they never knew of Joanne. Did they base the movie so Twins he had a on this? Son, Hold on, time out. He sure. had a son. The doctor, the son, was with another woman, with his wife. Right. And then he basically donated to Joanne so she could have kids. Time out. Whoa. So his, so, okay, got it. The doctor and the wife had a regular kid. Yep. Had their family. And then he gave the semen to Joanne. Yes. So Jack is not their dad. Yeah. And Jack didn't know. Well, Jack knew because he wasn't having sex with his wife and she was coming back with babies. I don't know because I'll tell you, <laughs> the Jack being gangsty is not, um, I mean, unless he was always on the download because he was <clears throat> married two other times after that. So you know what used to happen? And the last one was a. Right, gold digging with the right with the <laughs> with the uh, with the undercover gay back in the '60s, as I understand it. Yeah, uh, a lot of the times the ladies would get pregnant, find out, and then have that weird sex with their gay husband once. Sure, appease the idea that there was nothing sideways yeah. here, so she didn't lose out on money or have to be a, you know a divorced woman. Yeah. So you're saying that your cousins are not bogans. Uncle Jack. No, because Joanne is, is a, a, a by marriage. Yeah. So she had a baby with this doctor, two of them. Yeah. And and how did the boy that is revealing this come to them? No. I, I don't know how he found out. My brother might know the answer, but he ended did up they all do finding those out. DNA test? Must have. And it said here's possible relatives. Yes. Wow. And so now wow. he wants to he's reaching out to them and it's like should we meet? I, yes. I, want, I want to meet you. And yes. so they are more and more questions. Yeah. You're whole... back then in the, in the day. I mean, like, so do yeah. they know about uncle Jack laying with the gardener? I don't know about that. I hope they're listening. Good morning. But I, I hope but you're listening. My, my brother does. Your brother knows. So yeah. most of the family knows the kids may be in the dark about their dad. Right. Having. Yeah. Because I don't think that would be something. My dad would want to share with them. By the way, girls, your <laughs> dad, you know, knew. when they were alive, maybe you know, they did. Maybe know. they knew. Yeah. You know, it's hard to not know when your dad's a bone yeah. man well. What does your dad have to hold back at this point? <laughs> Just tell him to write everything down. Yeah. He, di he did. He has been. He has? Yeah. 
Man, I can't wait for that revelation. You guys are going to burn much. that book. There's not much. You're <laughs> the most interesting family in the world. Oh, there's a couple of... A couple? You helped overthrow Cuba. <laughs> you don't want to admit any of that. That is a fascinating revelation. So your gay Uncle Jack... Yeah, so, I'll say you know, it as that, And that's the thing that, you know, when you mentioned that fact of, you know, Jenny and Becky talking to my sister, I'm like, yeah. technically we're not... You're right. So... The, our whole life, but but you were, you know, they were every Christmas, every I'm guessing family, family, by blood. As far as that yeah. goes, right. yeah, I'm guessing I have no uh, blood family either. Yeah. Right, Jack and uh, Joanne, uh, your your <laughs> your aunt and uncle. This, uh, I'm guessing maybe prominent in the in the area. John Cougar, well known, well, uh, good um, reputation. Jack was part of the family business. Okay, and it was a highly respected uh, business, yes. the Bogans, and it had their Wait name on it. Jack's yep. not the doctor. Hold on, no, 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 the no, doctor, the doctor, no, no, the doctor's some stranger. That oh, was Joanne worked for him. Oh, Brady's aunt Joanne was having an affair with a gotcha. doctor. Okay, got plugged a couple times. I thought made we babies. Had... And here's the other: convinced and the whole that. family that they're I got Jack's that. kids. I just right. had the name. And mixed Jack up. was in on that too. Jack knew had to be those weren't it. his kids. Did had they look enough alike, Jack, or did you guys just blind yourself to rose-colored everybody? Looks? That's what my brother and I were talking about. Do they have bogan traits? You know, and it's like, <laughs> can they speak in full sentences? <laughs> Can we get your entire 23andMe profile like we did mine? Look at Brett over here. He's like, this is what kind of family is this? Jesus. Brett, and you'll like the uh, the part, the doctor? Jewish. Of course. <laughs> what is that? So more embarrassing. <laughs> no. Now I'm so like, because I look at my 23andMe to see how much, because Bogan German. Is, is German, right. but it's also a German-Jewish name, too. So Joanne married a prominent businessman in the Columbus area, happened to be a homosexual. For the cred. Put together a, put together a sham family. Yeah. The guy could have been on the down low the entire no, time. No, no. Joanne was a beard. I think she knows it. Brady. Jack wasn't hiding it from Joanne. There's Joanne, Joanne had a uh, drinking problem. <laughs> yeah, because she was because masking she was an awful lot of crap. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it wasn't an addiction. She couldn't escape her life fast enough. Did she ever go under in life the Life was good for Joanne. <laughs> I'm lost. That was. Because she was squirting on a doctor. Great house. She had a beautiful... <coughs> Every beautiful once in a husband? Way. Yeah, a beautiful husband. Ask Manuel. So tender. Uh, but that is crazy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Brady. John, can I tie this to yesterday? Did Brady realize this revelation after he and his brother were going back and forth telling the nine volt battery sister joke? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so are your uh, are your cousins good with money? I guess that's the next question. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, they're they're probably both accountants. Both loaded. <laughs> well, then this is a this is a shut case. <laughs> now, is your brother uh, equally as dismissive of the? dirty traits in this particular story. Why is that dirty, John? Uh, I don't know. Massive affair. Uh, bastard kids. Not an affair. Yes, it was. It was an artificial insemination. Yes, it was. Twice. <laughs> you don't... And especially... It the first time. Let's do it look, again. I, I don't want to sound you're like... You're right. An, you're right. Yeah, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but in 1961... Uh, the Wasp family ain't taking juicy. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Yeah. I mean, that's why I was playing. That's Back love. Then would have been. Yeah, that would not have happened. You're not taking Dr. Juicy in the old Wasp family <laughs> and making babies with it. Uh, and everybody knows. Because my uh, mom's sister, Sue, 
had to elope with my Uncle Brian originally because he was Because he was Jewish. And they were Catholic. And the family wouldn't accept it. And it took a couple of and years. And suddenly this artificial again. insemination story is like, oh, of course we took Yeah. I'm uh, the only one that's uh, yeah. raising the uh, the flag on that. I'm saying I don't know about the artificial insemination. That's not I'm real. looking at it. it of was course like, it's not It real. had to have been the doctor-nurse relationship. <sighs> I mean, so that had to go on for, like you said, two times if they did artificial insemination. They didn't. No. <laughs> you no, just have I'm to let you. that go. I'm, I'm, Stop saying it. What a story. He's amazing, Brad. Uh, welcome to the show, by the wow. way. There's a, there's a few of these that happen every couple of years that you're just like, God, this is... And because I'm an inquisitive type, this would this would drive me yeah. to their house. I would go to the, the little Jewish kid's house and I'd be like, Shalom, yep. I'm here to talk to you about your family. John, so much, much like Bert's mild videos, Brady's family is also <laughs> mild. <laughs> yes. Yes, by Thai food standards. But it is spicy. It is outstanding. Man. So now they have to change up their uh, 23andMe a little bit and start looking at, okay, um, the background of the, you know, it's two different families. Right. Now. So wait, let me put this together. The brother is a half-brother, not a step-brother. The sisters right. are half-siblings with the guy. Same dad, the different doctor. moms, but yes. there is blood there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. the mom, Brady's aunt, and the doctor <clears throat> conceived right. two had girls. those two kids. Two and kids. this guy that contacted him is the doctor's son with another the woman. The son. Okay, so those yeah. three are and related. And the son was yes. the one that reached out and found out about right. it. And wow. just ruined it. Just And they were... But, he had to, uh, but the reason why, because he was the one that was uh, said it was artificial insemination. Who, the boy? Because he's been sold yeah, the story, the too. Doctors, like the doctors. It's the, the 60s. You, you sell that. Yeah. You don't tell the truth like you do today. Back then, it was all sure. covered up. Uh, reputations were at stake. But can you imagine if it, I mean, you were country if it were at the time, he's doing it. Under the right country club people under the yes. table don't I mean I don't even know if they allowed Jewish people in your country club back then probably not I would imagine that would no. be or Italians well hey, now there's oh, no reason whoa, to attack whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, a, but I'm I asked my dad about that I too, would imagine that was a very protected area so in order to have this wide open uh, Jew seed in your wasp <laughs> aunt. is not going to go over well at the country club this story was sold to both families as an well, artist, as um, a, Jack Lies. never joined. Uh, I have to double check because he didn't well, want to. No, he the didn't family get was a My dad joined. Yeah, that could. Be. Jack couldn't go into but a Jack locker room. <laughs> John, will you please? <laughs> he could. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he could not. Jack no. walking around with a boner. Uh, you crazy, Brady? Your uncle would have had a field day in there jerking off. John, will you <laughs> please play Sam Smith's "Unholy on a Loop" for Brady until he realizes it's autobiographical? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a lot of download, but I appreciate you uh, sharing the story. That's the best part. So thanks for opening the book because that is um, outstanding. Did Brady say artificially inseminated with his penis? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, because he's a Jew. He's not a real person. Right. So it's artificial. <laughs> 1961, nobody's allowing that stuff. So he couldn't have gotten caught having an affair with the Jewish doctor in town. They had to make up a story. And the doctor. But no one never like, knew. Oh, right. So why would that? Why would Except you? Except one or two people that had to have known that saying, okay, this is how it went down. So tell like, me why they would artificially inseminate and go through all that and keep it quiet. Because it was an affair. That's my thoughts? Yeah, it has yep. to be. Otherwise, it's like, well, we're just going to do this because Jack's, uh, you yeah, know. We're just going to keep the myth blanks. alive. Yeah. Yeah. And Jack's, Jack's secret stays safe. The family looks fantastic in pictures. 
Uh, they can wander the, the area, and nobody, nobody questioned it. The story was sound. I mean, my to mom and dad never knew Literally it. Literally took it to their graves. I bet you they did. I bet you there was creeping, well, the, creeping the, suspicion that they just said, not touching it. Because it affects yeah. them. Crunch it they, down. They, um, like you at the Mongolian Grill. My dad grill. didn't really <laughs> hang, out with my, hang out with his brother. And There's it, a reason. We would, you know, it was mostly Christmas. Right. And most holidays. We'd see them one right. time throughout the day. You'd right. go over there. Did he bring tamales? Because <laughs> I know where he got them. <laughs> no, he didn't. He's Jack brought some tamales. He always he had uh, just wow. amazing arra- floral arrangements. Oh, my God. I, I'm positive he was an arranger. <laughs> the best fertilizer in town. Well, next to that doctor. There you go. Another bogan revelation. Man. Artificial insemination. Uh, are you going to hold on to that? No. Are you gonna Are you gonna try to wreck it? I want like more. I, want? I do have questions about it. Because are I you gonna when, this, when are you the, now you have questions? <laughs> right. Wow! Well, I just found <laughs> out. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Brady! I just found out, and I probably have more questions than you. <laughs> so, are you gonna push back on the family when they start to push the artificial insemination story? Or are you gonna try to uncover? See, now that's the difference between you and me. Is the absurdity? I can't. When you're not dealing with logic, and I'm like, guys, nobody's harmed by that. Knock I can't. It off. I can't. Um, Dismiss it right now oh, because I, I don't have all the information yes, about you the do. story. Yeah, you do. I mean, if there's actual, yeah, you do. You documentation on the. There's whole, no documentation on a doctor. I got the records right seeding here. Seeding a lady. Here's a, a one right. load at eleven forty nine. And these kids didn't know they were artificially inseminated. No. So they. So this has always been wow. their dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's an affair. Yep. You don't hide that. Yeah. If you're like your father couldn't do it, so we had a doctor. Your real father is this. You would you wouldn't have told that lie. Yeah, I'm just curious to see. Like, I'm sure Jenny or Becky or whatever would talk to me or you know question. Yeah, you're worried that, that they'd be but upset. I don't, uh, you know. But at the same time, it's their revelation. It's their they brought deal. it to it's you. It's their deal, right? And they all, didn't yeah. bring it to me. Well, they brought it to your sister, but that's yeah. the, that's step one. Yeah, that's going all over. <laughs> Amy talked to me in the car for hours about your family. I'm like, I didn't ask one question. I didn't have to. She was spilling. It was great. Your sister's a good storyteller, too. Man. Well, that is fantastic. I don't have any of that. My my, my great-grandma was the whore of Vincent's Indiana. I found that out a few years ago. She had five kids. Rookie. Yeah, yeah, nothing on the Bogans. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's all we got. Found out that Grandma Thornberry took in men for a couple extra bucks here and there. at the, uh, And she ran an old folks' home. All of my uh, grandma's brothers and sisters were from different dads. Because my my, uh, my great grandma was well, a, a receptacle. <laughs> Vincennes receptacle. It's not a pretty receptacle. I just liked her dog. But the second you find out, you're like, yeah, that makes tons of sense. You didn't realize you had a whole bunch of different uncles for the same family that weren't really your your. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah. But that doesn't surprise me with my... Oh, we got in Indiana. We had rednecks. We were that. But not anywhere near as interesting as yours. Thank you, Brady, for sharing that story. Hopefully it doesn't get you in heat with the family. What, you think it might? No. If it, if it no, does, it shouldn't so be. be it. it shouldn't be. It's Are you all... close to these people, like, as far as... Could I call Jen? Yeah, well, I, mean, I could call, call them. But yeah, I mean, but is do it I like... see him when I go home? Well... Uh, one doesn't live in Ohio. The one does. But if one, if they got mad that you told the story and said we'll never talk to you again, 
Yeah. It bothered me a little bit. Would it? A couple of days. <laughs> How long was the last time you actually talked to them? Uh, Christmas. Oh, okay. So every once in a while they'll pop. <laughs> Can't wait for Tom's neck. Tom's here all week. You guys are going to golf today. There's going to be another one. I oh. think Tom has a dark past. He hasn't told me. I that. hope so. Yeah, your brother's quiet. <laughs> your your quiet. brother's laid with a gardener. <laughs> I'm putting it out. I'm going to find out. <laughs> we know about you, Tommy Jr. Uh, it's 8.58. Well, thank you, Brady. Another fantastic moment from the Bogan household. The rose-colored glasses that I love so much occasionally come off. I've lost two cousins Boy, today. they just make me giggle like crazy. Well, yeah, because they're Jewish. You can't be friends with them anymore. <laughs> it's the Columbus way. It's 98 KUPD. Wow. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Brett is in charge, thank God, of this week's Rock Wars. Hopefully you have a beautiful topic for us. Uh, Brett, it's all in your court here. Tell us what you'd like. I think we'll go with, since this story, I just... Brady's uh, life. My head is spinning after hearing it. Uh, you know what? Let's, let's do a song that describes Brady's family tree. <laughs> There's a song called Straight Sorry, Lines. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's Bogan via Bush because yeah. it's all <laughs> it is a, yeah, wrapped up yeah. and thorny. thorny. Yeah. All right. Brady's, Beautiful on the outside. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Brady's family tree, his uh, his 23andMe yeah. uh, theme song for all the that. things that we find out. I've got a couple of hilarious parody songs that are just... <laughs> I don't think you can play them, though. All right. You can suggest anything you'd like. After hearing Brady's crazy story this morning that's piled onto the others, Holmberg at 98kupd.com. You can text over your suggestions. You can call them up, 585-9800. We're going to rely on the phones today for the final vote. I think that is going to be it. We're just going to go to the phones live on the air because we're late. So that'll be our go-to. All so right. You guys get ready to judge away on our phones uh, after we pick our songs. So we'll have our suggestions, our selections, I suppose, uh, coming up for Brady's theme for his family tree. And obviously Metallica, Slayer, all yeah, band. The basics. Valderie, Valdera, band. The Happy Wanderer. But not for Brady and how he sees it. The reality of the family tree. All right. Like if you and I were in this family tree, how <laughs> well, we would, would see we it. Yes. say, oh my God, this describes yeah, this, wait, wait a minute. this yeah. mess perfectly. Yes. Right. Brady's will be, uh, you know, <laughs> rose-colored glasses. Ours will be, okay, I see it. Uh, all right. You can help us out there. With that, and we will find out what the selections are. Rock Wars coming up next. Visit Holmberg's Morning Sickness online at 98kupd.com. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Sorry about that. Was, I'm sorry. It's inappropriate. You're going to send that guy money. Just going to spend it on condoms and hotel rooms. Anyway, we're still talking about Brady's family. We have Uncle Jack on the line. Is that right? Yeah, he's here. Uncle Jack, are you there? No, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's time for... Uh, Brett has brought it up, the, the uh, theme song for Brady's 23 and Me, The Family Tree, as Brett and I would see it and also as Brady would see it. And the suggestions are everywhere. The emails were great, by the way, a whole bunch of them. Uh, I, Brett, I'll let you choose who go. Oh, yeah, it's brought to you by our friends over at Mo Money Pond. 
Uh, they are brilliant, and they bring us this Rock Wars each and every Wednesday. Short and long-term collateral loans from $10 to 100000 or more. No credit needed and top dollar paid with the entire process, just taking several, several minutes. MoMoneyPawn.com, 12th Street, and Indian School. Uh, Brett, who do you want to go first? Why don't you start it off the day? Me? Yeah. All right. Uh, mine's just fun because... Brady's image of his family, who I love, by the way, Tom, his brother sitting in the room right now, uh, another wonderful member of the Bogan family, uh, makes me wish I was more like them, uh, less inquisitive, uh, <laughs> completely oblivious, uh, absolutely accepting of all information. But I'm one of those people that digs for things and ends up in muck. It's a better world that Brady lives in, this rose-colored glasses world. Rise uh, above the muck, John. Well, you still got muck. See, there's the problem with my brain. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can rise above it, but I keep looking down and seeing all that muck. I'm like, somebody's got to clean this. It's like sweeping things under the rug. Uh, so I look at it, and I'm like, uh, this family's a bunch of ghoulish weirdos, but they look great. Uh, but nothing says crazy family quite like uh, this smash hit from MC Hammer. The theme to the Adams family. Oh, my God. They it's the Bogan family. And it is fun to watch you and your brother talk about this. Going, you think mom knew? And your brother, like, shut up. <laughs> it's pretty great. Hammer writing this was the end of the uh, Hammer career. And also, uh, probably at the end of Brady's existence as a happy wanderer. I still have my parachute pants. <laughs> no, that was the end of it. Those weren't parachute pants. I don't know what those things were. Uh, all right, uh, yeah, Brady, you're up. Let's go. All right, well, I'm going to take a, a word from uh, Brett's vocabulary. Come on! Get happy. <laughs> the Partridge family theme, it describes oh the Bogan family. Hello, world, is a song this is what he hears. Well, he's got his face plastered up against the window. Waiting for the trip to Hungry Herman's. While naked Bob Ray looks from the neighbor's window. Down at Brady peeking into Uncle Jack's uh, dance with the gardener. (laughs) (laughs) Eating circus peanuts, Colby cheese. Ice cold Pepsi. That's a happy day. This is scaring me. Uncle Jack and the gardener are playing leapfrog, but the gardener can't quite make it over. <laughs> keeps trying. keeps going for it, though. <laughs> I think they're stuck. I'm going to get a hose. Uh, Brett, who do you got? All right. My theme for the, the family tree here is it's crazy. Every time I hear a story, I feel like I'm losing my mind. Tom, you know that your dad uh, helped with the Cuban Revolution, right? Okay, all right, all right, all right. Oh, yeah, I know that's about please. That old chestnut. So, He's accepted it. Yeah, Brady Brady's it. like, ah, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't think anybody could describe it better than suicidal tendencies. This is institutionalized because that's how I feel. This is a great one. This is a great one. I like this one. All right, so, all right, so there you go. Those are your choices. We're using only the phones today. Okay. Starting right now. 585-9800 is the phone number. You vote on Brady's Partridge Family. Come on, get happy. Are we going live, right? We're not going, We're going, going right, right to it. it. Okay. Yes. Uh, Brett chose suicidal tendencies institutionalized, and I chose theme to the Adams family by the great MC Hammer. <laughs> 
And we'll go right to the phones when they start ringing. You got one right there. Let's do it. Vote away. And we'll just see where the trend is going. Are you keeping track? I'll keep track. Go ahead. Hi there. Who's this? Are you there? Oops, I got to turn it on. I'm here. All right. What do you got? Who are you voting for? I love the Parkish family. They're so good, but I got to go with you, John. Sorry. You're going with MC Hammer. Beautiful choice. All right. Thank you very much. Next up. Uh, Hi there. Who's this? This is Sean. All right. Who are you voting for? I got to go with Brett today. All right, Brett. All right, thanks, right, man. There you go. Next one up. This could be tight. Hi there. Welcome to Rock Wars. Who's this? This is Matt. Matt, who are you voting for? All right. So, <laughs> honestly, it was, <laughs> it was a better showing from Brady than I expected. I won't lie. Okay. Damn so, you. that's why I'm deciding to give my vote to Bert. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, thank you for that. Do not give it. No, I'm just kidding, Brady. All right. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, go ahead. All right. Hi there. Who's this? Uh, it's Cody. Cody, go. I'm going to go with John this time. Yes. Uh, I hate to say it, but i got to go to John. <laughs> Why do you hate to say that? Because I kind of want to see John go to that. All right, that's uh, enough of this yeah. guy. Hang up on oh, wait, no, 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 I don't want to tell you about the public speak for God's sake. We were disconnected. The phones are broken. Uh, go to the next one. Hi there. Who's this? Hello. Are you there? Hello. There you are. Uh, what do you got? Who are you voting for? I got to go with you, Chancellor. All right, that's three for me. We're going to go to five, Brett. First one to five, because it looks like Brady's going to get shut out. That's all that really matters here. Hi there, who's this? This is Peter. Peter, go. Uh, Man, I got to go with Bossman on this one, bro. Who? Bossman? Bossman? Oh, 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 that's a nickname. Yes. (laughs) You got it, Bossman. God. First I've heard of that in 22 years. (laughs) That's my first boss of the day. That's a good boss. Uh, Hi there, who's this? Christian. Christian, who are you voting for? Let's go with the fat boys got to stay together. I got to stay with Brady. Yes. Nothing to do with the choices. We're coming back. Hanging up on him. He's right there. He's right behind us now, bro. We got to be careful. people. Ready? Go ahead. Hi there. Who's this? It's Matt. Matt, who are you voting for? Brady. Oh, no. He's now tied for the lead. Yes. Oh, Oh, my God. He's in a massive comeback. You sons of bitches. This was your idea, just so you know. All right. The people are letting me down. All right. We're going to go to seven. Yeah. (laughs) We're just going to go until I win. (laughs) Hi there. Who's this? Hey, this is Dave. Dave, what do you got? Well, Brady, um, I got to say this. Dude, go drink a twink light. That song sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You vote for Brett? I vote for Brett. Okay, they're all, right. all tied three to three to three. Oh next one is the next right. one win, or you got to win? No, no, got to get to five. Oh, to five. Keep okay. going, Brett. This will never end. Somebody will get there. Hi there. Who's this? This is Otis. Otis, go, what, what do you got? Bert. Bert gets it. Right. Bert's one away for the win. There we go. I'm comfortable with it. Come on. I'm somewhat comfortable. Let's with do that. this. All right. Go ahead. Hi there. Who's this? Hey, this is Eric. Eric, who you got? Uh, Brett. Okay. Yes! That's the champion. Thank right, God. Right, yeah. That song is good. That got a little scary. Yeah. I got worried for a second. Yeah, that we're going to have to hear hammer or the parts. <laughs> well, I don't mind the hammer so much. Parches, fellas. Come on. <laughs> Come on, get happy. <laughs> anyway. Did you find the drop, though, from that? No, I did not. Damn it. I know, which I love too much. Tommy, did you know about uh, your aunt uh, getting in the hot tub with Brady naked? San Diego? Yeah. You knew about that, too? What did he say? He missed, he missed out, out, on out on it. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean on, you missed grab out on it? Yeah, grab a mic. Grab a mic over here. Up up here. Tom Bogan, everybody. First time. Tom First Bogan. time on the radio. Junior, junior. 
Uh, Tom, welcome. By He's the a way. teacher, biology teacher at Saint Ignatius High School yeah. in Cleveland. He's a scientist. He's a, well, it's so science. He deals with facts. He does. Yeah. So you knew about Brady getting Get in the in hot tub mic. with the uh, aunt? Oh, yeah. Well, we were all out to dinner, and we came back to the house. My aunt, not not the hot tub aunt, my <laughs> other aunt who lived in La Jolla. Okay. And we all came back from, and we were on the first floor, and then Brady and Jeff, uh, Frank, Frank made a beeline for the hot tub for some reason, <laughs> I and I was upstairs. I, unbeknownst to me, I come back and find out that. I missed out on the show. So hold on. <laughs> you got in with her naked body. She didn't get in with you. No, she got in. At, we were in. Oh. And that was okay with you? Well, I guess. I, I guess <laughs> if, if I was there, we everyone thought it was okay. funny. <laughs> what did you think it was funny for? Did it's you find hilarious you, because were there a she lot had a couple of, glasses of wine or whatever. Yeah, and she's it's just still like, family. Yeah. It's still naked family is not Instead good. Instead of uh, tequila makes her clothes come off, it was <laughs> white wine. And and. <laughs> Cousins. And Luann also had twins. <laughs> All right. Oh. This is disgusting. You're sickening me. You bogans are disgusting. What's the matter with you? A secret. Uh, and you knew about your dad in the Cuban Revolution. Yeah, I got the pictures from... Yeah, it's crazy. He's with all the, the guys. We had to convince yeah. Brady that he was part of the revolution. The timeline just didn't match up. And did you know Pete from Chicago? What's... The guy that took name. him there. It's like, I just oh, remember I know, Pete. I don't know about Pete. Pete from yeah. Chicago, he hooked up a game with Nicholas... A couple weeks later, because he's like, yeah. "Oh, thank he's you." I'm like, and John's like, "Oh, you're doing did, favors." Yeah, you did did mob hits too. Like, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was Fredo. You know about your uh, sister with the lunch lady? Uh, here's what I want. <laughs> yeah, the lunch lady. That's a different story. Graham Grandview. He wanted to get my sauce in the Grandview High School. Oh, okay. That and John's okay. convinced that that's my mom. Well, he visited uh, not your mom. That's uh, <laughs> that's your sister. My that the lunch lady and your dad had a torrid <laughs> affair. <laughs> and uh, and because there's no reason to visit some lunch lady's child. That I wanted yeah. to ask you um, was the, the, not the Cuba thing. Oh, um, on the subject of uh, Uncle Jack. Yeah. Um, do you think, um, you think the family knew about Uncle Jack or Becker or did you ever, I don't, I just knew even when we were in high school, I mean, after, yeah, when Amy was in high school and I think at that point they had been separated. Yeah. Yeah. And I know Jenny and Becky, my cousins yeah. pretty much were estranged from him. They, oh, yeah. no kidding. Yeah. So yeah. He, that oh, was so for the family kind of for a while. Yeah. yeah. So then, but, and then when he, where he came over, you're kind of like. Was he a little bit uh, maybe gay? Uh, no, I, no, I, 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 the gaydar was not on for, for, for me for that. He was just a little off, <laughs> but I just yeah, he just uncomfortable being around right, him. And, right, and, right. You know, and you know, but he's family, and so you know, like see, there's there's the thing. There's <laughs> that, the oh, thing. I just remember Samad. Oh yeah, John says. <laughs> John Amy, doesn't say Amy was uh, hated. Samad. Samad would stand by the room and watch her get dressed for yeah. School. Oh, see, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. He was long that gone either. by that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know how she was there. It had to have been Samad because he was I, the only I, one. I forget all the he stayed international in room and smoked. Uh, she yeah. said she hated all the international visitors after a while because they were creepy. Did you like them? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Guillermo, of course, we had yeah. really good <laughs> from Costa Rica. From Costa Rica, yeah. but there was yeah, some the other ones. The other ones are just yeah. kind of kept to themselves and and weirdos living really, in your house. Albert. He coached us in some sports. Right. He was a sprinter, right? Brady seemed Poncho like was a sprinter. Poncho was a sprinter. You weren't there when the drug addict was on the roof, were you? Walt Ducey, yes. <laughs> we came back from one. Hungry Herman's. <laughs> yeah. We, you guys yeah. are nuts. He probably knows. I, I, I was should, younger. Yeah. I was yeah, really video. young. He, was, he videoed uh, 
we took a movie of it was a Ohio State game. I remember in our back room, it was it couldn't have been the Rose Bowl, but <clears throat> it was Ohio State game. I, when we have when I ever see that clip, yeah. Plus, when I hear blood, sweat, and tears, because he would play blood, sweat, and tears. Well, he got high in the bedroom. And, or, I don't know, but like that, that, he's just like. We had to hide our model glue. Of sure no, you did. Model yeah. build, building. You did a terrible wow. job. The yeah. guy was, uh, it was Jim Morrison when you go to Hunger Hermes. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, well, yeah he was up in his car, just smelled like model glue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how. We, and I yeah, actually, how did you guys you, come no, out? I, of I actually I never. I never saw him on the roof. I yeah. knew yeah, the story that they yeah. came home afterwards. Well, you were old enough. I was, blinded by tots. If I remember, I, was tater, I had the tots to finish yeah. it. Hungry, hungry, <laughs> Hermans. hungry Hermans to go. Yeah. So, and I don't think he, he must have been. In, I would have like first grade. He was eighth grade. Yeah, like at so our Catholic dangerous. grade school. But I don't think he. And you were never stabbed or anything? No. I was like, well, that's amazing. I'm blown away by the whole event. All right. Well, there you go. Well, here's your theme song for your family, the Bogans. Institutionalized. It's suicidal. It's 98. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. What a day. What a day this has become. Man, oh man. Hi, Ronnie. I just got an email from somebody. uh, So I have another story about Brady's family. Uh, It just came out in the last few minutes. It says uh, Brady was a test tube baby, and we're just now finding that out because Tom is coherent and makes sentences. There's no way they're related. He's on di- different medications. Right. He's doing, he's, he's, yeah. <laughs> Coherency. It's a wonderful thing. You take it uh, pill form or liquid. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, it's been awesome. I institutionalize is such a stupid good song. Oh, yeah. I forget how great that is. And that's from 1983, which blows my mind. I def- Again, guessing, late 80s. Yeah. That is a 40 year old song. Were they five when they wrote that? <laughs> no kidding. They've been around for a while. So, yeah, there's some suicidal. Brett, I'm happy you won. I'm not happy I lost, but I'm happy you won. Well, he didn't win, and that's, exactly. the main, that's the main point here. Most of the emails came in and said, oh, my God. This is very close to a Brady win there. I got, I got nervous. The vote started to scare me, Kyle. said Brady started a comeback, which is interesting, uh, considering that's exactly what Uncle Jack liked to do. Oh, man. <laughs> Comebacks. <laughs> you share the stories. We play with them, Brady. Thank you for that. The open book. That's the best kind of stuff. Can't chat GPT can't write that one. No. Uh, it's time now for the entertainment drill. It's brought to you by hold on. I just almost had a thing. I gotta tell the story. Right, Yesterday I was working on the tonal, trying to do a little uh you know, get get work out again after the one week of throat eggs that get I've yoked. Been, so yeah, I'm getting yoked. And yesterday I uh I was working the tonal and really? I had a, a light work on the bench just to get my air back in my lungs and I took a deep breath, pushed it out, you know, as you're supposed to. <laughs> And as I took a breath in, I felt the chest go. And as I took the breath out, and a little Slim a cake. little egg oh. came out of my mouth and landed right on my face. Oh. <laughs> it's a tribute to the tonal, though, because the Bluetooth technology allowed me to turn the weights off immediately, start to cry, and run to the bathroom to wash. <laughs> I'm going to try to get to a react defense as soon as I can. My lungs are not ready for cardiovascular excitement right now, but they might be for you 
And if you're uh, hanging out out there and you're thinking, I got to get in shape, I got to do something better, I just got to make myself better, uh, React Defense is the place to go. It's the home of Tactical Black. It's in Phoenix, it's in Glendale, it's in Chandler. They've got you surrounded and they will make you a sheepdog rather than a sheep. We've seen all the stories this week another shooting in Louisville, another, uh, you know, stabbing on the light rail. Not to sound paranoid. But why not be prepared? Again, you walk through your office, you find the medical kit, you find the uh, plan in case there's a fire, you find the plan in case there's some sort of storm. Well, what about if somebody goes bananas? This guy in Louisville is 25, just working with you. And most most places where an incident occurs in your life that is uh, threatening is your workplace. That's an FBI statistic. So I use this as an example with Alex because he told me the other day, he goes, Dad, me and the boys are going to go down on mill uh, this weekend, we're going to mess with the drunk people. Go oh, have said, a blast. Did son. you see uh, the the guy that was stabbing on the light yeah. rail? And he goes, what? I said, yeah, be careful who you mess yeah, with. Don't mess with people. Just don't be an antagonizer. They'll teach you that right off the bat. Keep yourself out of harm's way. It's stupid. Uh, your boy needs a whack in the head. Yeah, he and not from a drunk guy, no. from you. Maybe you could be drunk and do yep. it. But, yeah, that's just dumb. Uh, so, yeah, be a smarter person. They teach you that right away. And what seems like a decent idea or bowing up to somebody might end up being something that's life-threatening. You have to have... The tools in your belt to take care of it. ReactDefense.com is the place to get them. It's the home of Tactical Black. Brady, entertain me. Millie Bobby Brown is engaged. 19 years old. She's engaged to John Bon Jovi's son, Jake. Oh, no kidding. That's John Bon Jovi's kid. Well, um, that showed off her ring. Get. It's worth between seventy five dollars and $150,000. It's a nice ring. 19. They've been dating since 2021. So don't they say three times your annual salary? So he only makes twenty five k. They say three times. Isn't that what they an- say? No, or oh. no, it's the other way around. Three times your like monthly salary. I thought. I'm yeah, not doing that nonsense. <laughs> annual salary. <laughs> this dude's throwing you know decent living. You got to throw three hundred thousand dollars at a. And I got mine at a pawn shop, so I don't yeah. know anything. That worked out. <laughs> that was a smart move. I'm saying that worked out. Good move. Jake's twenty. It's too oh, they're soon. They're pretty young. That's what they're a lot of people are saying. First love mode, and you go get that ring thinking this is forever. It's a dumb idea. Um, we were talking about this this morning, but you made the point that I question the war in Ukraine every once in a while because I don't yeah. know how dangerous it is to visit over there. It's real. It seems like every celebrity is going over there. And meeting with stuff. the president, like the biggest target in Ukraine. You can get an audience you with him. schedule, yeah. You don't even have to be that big a star. Rachel Ray went to an orphanage in Ukraine and refurbished their kitchen. She donated an ice cream machine and a floor cleaner. Oh, good. Just what they need. She's they already been to the Ukraine four times this year. Rachel Ray's been, been there? Yeah. With you can delish just, recipes. How do you get in? Like, where do you land? Yeah, just call Zelensky. They'll, yeah. you know, they'll just let anybody in. Yeah, yeah, you land in, in the neighboring country and you just... Yeah, Poland and you just over. train over like Biden did, Take I suppose. Take an Uber. Why? Just, you know what I would do is Amazon over those packages. <laughs> there you go. I don't yeah. have to show up to give yeah. you a vacuum. Rachel Ray's insane. It doesn't seem like that war is as scary Who else as it there? should be. Oh, my God. There's been, like, sports figures. I think the uh, I think the Chiefs went and visited Zelensky after the Super Bowl. I don't know. They're where, invited. I yeah. think LSU and Iowa are going over there. Joe Biden's taking them to meet Zelensky. It just doesn't seem. I mean, Purdue's uh, women's ben basketball Skiller. teams heading over there. There was a uh, was it yeah. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence or something. One Sean of those Penn's things. definitely been. Sean there. Penn yeah. makes sense. Sean yeah. Penn multiple visits. Yeah, uh, Angelina Jolie. Wasn't uh, like Gwyneth Paltrow or somebody? Uh, some gr- oh, to, was, oh, U two's been there. Well, yeah. 
And they probably ben put Stiller. on a show. It's just weird. Borat. Yeah, anybody? Letterman. David Letterman went? Yeah. I think he did one of those interviews. With Zelensky? With Zelensky, yeah. Orlando Bloom. There's one I don't get. Doesn't Zelensky have more to do? Than hey, he's got a war going right, on, for God's right, sakes. Right. Why is he hanging out with Sean Penn? Right. Well, Sean Penn at least has some ideas from other horrible things he's visited. Orlando Bloom was, he was in Lord of the Rings. That's about all he's Isn't got to offer. To Katy Perry? Or, yep. yeah. yeah. She probably went, too. He got... He wanted to get away. Yeah, I would want to see those cans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you bring your wife. We have a new room with mirrors that she will love. Uh, we'll take a look at that. No cameras. And no singing from her. Yes, please. Don't let her sing. <laughs> Kissing girls is gross. Brett, we got to get this for you. All right. Post Malone designed his local Raising Cane's restaurant in Utah. Oh, did you see it? No. The post each way. Yeah. Uh, it's the uh, box uh, combo that you can get there. Yeah. But uh, it is. It's bright pink. They let him go to town on it. Yeah, they allowed him to build his own raisin canes, and it's. All right, I'm gonna. I, well, I'm going there in June, so I'll check it out. The oh, dining okay. area has a track system with ping pong ball, uh, ping pong balls running through. And uh, yeah. a, oh, okay. There's color Wait, changing lights. Where is it? So you're Utah, sitting in the dining room. It's in Utah. That's what I thought he said. Utah. Yep. Is he from Utah? Must be. Must be. There it is. Midvale, Utah. Wow. Oh, I know where that's at. Do you? Midvale is on the way. That, that's a great stop yeah. on the U-turn. I'm sure actually, it is. Actually, Midvale's where they uh, filmed uh, the drugstore from the Sandlot. Oh, no kidding? Yeah. All right. It's kind of hood. Yeah, it's got a Raising Cane's in it. I'm going. I'll take a picture. <laughs> I mean, the Midvale Caniacs. That's kind of neat. It's all right. We're and people world. are uh, uh, asking and up in arms a little bit about the NFL ticket that's happening on YouTube. Oh, the yeah. price. <laughs> Which is about, uh, if you're already subscribed to the YouTube TV, it's 249 bucks for the season during a special uh, pre-sale period. What is it normally? normally? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. It'll 325 wasn't for it? For DirecTV? Yeah, for the yeah, it's like 300 bucks. Okay. Something around there. So it's in line with that. But then you add another 40 um, if you want the uh, red zone package, yeah, but that it, was the same as direct. I heard it was four fifty if you don't have YouTube TV already. No, I thought yeah, it was, they jack you another hundred. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, four forty nine and then four eighty nine with the. I thought uh, Apple had zone. it too. I think Apple was in the the running for so it. YouTube is the Google, only place Google to get NFL it, yeah. games next year. Yeah, YouTube TV that stinks. Not well, the only play. I mean, you have to broadcast, obviously. Oh, well, obviously, yeah. I'm but, just yeah, saying for the, for, for the ticket. For the yep. ticket. Yep. So it's direct. And supposedly, it. they're going to have some kind of app um, por- uh, portion of it as well, where you yeah. can get it I either on the NFL app or anything like I that. Rearrange all my yep. bar stuff. Got to put everything on there. Rest in peace, Directv. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. That's really that sports package was really all the only they have left is the uh, online the the streaming service Directv. It's yeah, because right now the the only main reason I keep Directv, I have eight different boxes in my house, and they're all going away now without the package. I don't need them at all. I don't right. watch regular. TV. At least Stanley got his money already. So yeah, we'll our boss is fine. <laughs> he got away before. He sold before they became a thing. Do you get? Are you paying? Did you buy all those boxes? Or are you paying no, like the leasing them. fee or whatever? monthly? Oh. They're going. Yeah, there's no need for them back there. 
Uh, it's 10.09. That's it. Larry's coming up next. We're all done here. Larry's going to have tickets for you and more information about every concert that's coming to town, which there are tons of them. Save your uh, money. Yeah, save your cash because they're not cheap. But, man, there's a lot of them. I'm going to go honk up some more eggs nice. and uh, get out of here. And hopefully tomorrow will be a little bit better with the allergies again. You guys have yourselves a great Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow right here in the morning segment. So long. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.